Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Stop doing those diet or workout fads to lose weight. Use the tried-and-true approach from Rock and That Idea Life that helps you find balance while enjoying food in moderation and nourishing your body. Try the Lean 30 program at rockandthatidealife.com and let today be your last first day of your weight loss journey. When buying or selling your home, you need to feel protected. Realtor Mike Burgoyne not only looks out for your interests, but as a St. Louis area police officer, will make sure you feel safe and well-informed with every decision. Email Mike at strikewithmike.com and start the process today. That's Mike at strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Go-Go Corp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to episode 9 of season 13. This is episode number 440 all-time of the often imitated, never duplicated. Looking at cleavage is like looking into the sun. You don't stare at it. It's too risky. You get a sense of it, then you look away. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, rockin'thatidealife.com and Realtor. Mike Burgoyne, please, uh, for once again, probably sponsoring the show, please check them out. Also, don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at lustfulblues.com for the very best St. Louis Blues t-shirts at an unbelievably fair price. It's uh, Tuesday, December 5th, and we're streaming live right now on YouTube, Facebook, and the Twitters. To interact with the show on social media, our handle on all the socials is at LGB Radio. I'm Kurt Price, and my co-hosts for the big show tonight are Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. The agenda for tonight includes discussion about, uh, we'll talk about the last two Blues games and how the Blues are doing in general. Uh, we have a Jake Wallman goal celebration sighting we're going to talk about. Get your thoughts on that. Uh, and the recent Board of Governors meetings uh, happened. And uh, all that and more on this uh, edition of Let's Go Blues Radio. Jeff is in the holiday spirit, I see. Nice Blues hat. Ugly sweater. Nice job. Yeah, it's uh, the... Uh... I think I wore this actually over the summer when I got it. I got the uh, Minnesota Whitecaps um, uh, holiday sweater they wore last year. So mm-hmm. I thought it was a good-looking thing. I was like, you know, when, when they kind of went under, I said, let's see how much I can get that jersey for. I think it was like 45 bucks. I was like, hell yeah. So, yeah, this hat, we commented on it every year. It's uh, <laughs> It was one that to. was only available. Yeah, it was only – I think it was only available one year – and then they started mass producing the other one that you see everywhere everyone has now. So I'm lucky to have this guy. This guy will be on the show every single year. Yeah, the one they have now is kind of cheapy. It's a yeah. it looks, doesn't look as nice. I have it, but yeah, it's not it's not as good. It's not as warm, uh, and it's just a it's your generic design. I think every NHL team has the same design. Yeah, this one was I done I think by a local person or a local studio. So. It's uh yeah, it's a good look. Uh Bill, how are you, sir? Decked out in blue. Uh decked out in blues blue. Blues blue. Yeah. I I think at the time that I bought this this 
quarter zip. It's not a blues official thing. I think it's maybe even be from the Gap back when they produced decent clothes. <laughs> um, and you know, because I'm, you know, I'm white. I shop at the Gap, right? That isn't that the the great uh, Seinfeld episode? Wait, you mean we're both white? <laughs> Do you want to go to the Gap? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the gap is for white people i never really thought about that before it is mm. it is um mm. but yeah so i got it thinking you know this actually wouldn't be too bad to wear underneath blues jersey uh going to blues games and mm. yeah so they look great it works well color wise well you look good uh there's a christmas party at Cardinals Nation, uh, they do this every year. Uh, this Friday, 6 p.m., uh, it is open to the public. Any reservations? Uh, DJ Joe is there for entertainment. Uh, you've heard us talk about him before uh, with the cards pregame. They do the official cards pregame before every St. Louis Cardinals uh, game during the season, and it's a lot of fun. Every home game, I guess, a lot of fun. Um, they're going to have on Friday uh, drink and food uh, discounts, discounted food and drink. Uh, prizes and giveaways, uh, three hours validated parking, and of course, DJ Joe for entertainment. So uh, I will be there, but Bill and Ponder will not. Bunch of losers. Tough weekend Can't for me. Party. Can't make it. Yeah. I, we went last year. I went with you and, yeah. and Amy, yeah. and um, I think Zoe went too, right? Yeah. And uh, we had a great time. So yeah, definitely worth checking out if you have anything. You don't have anything going on already on Friday. Uh, it's a shame yep. I won't be there, but hey, you can meet Kirk Price. That's even better. The, uh, and also, the uh, part of the giveaways, uh, Let's Go Blues Radio has donated two uh, tickets to an upcoming Blues game. Oh, we did, so did we? Is, is, we did. I did we not did. know that. What? I, Where? I found that out last night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say, where do where do I get my hands on Let's Go Blues Radio <laughs> tickets to the Blues game? Is it in the Let's well, Go Blues the, Radio box? It's in the box that's behind the receptionist desk in the lobby. That's oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so good times. Corner booth at the Applebee's in Richmond Heights. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So, come. You know, it's it. Uh, there's no cost for the event aside from you know buying your food and drinks. Just make a reservation, contact them, uh, and uh, starts at 6 p.m. Friday. What's the what's the that's the what day is that? The seventh, right? Uh, the eighth. 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 Friday, 6 p.m. Cardinals Nation across from uh, Bush Stadium. So it'll be fun. Uh, the official beers of episode number 440. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My hand is 12. Jeff is J Ponder 94. And Bill is Billy Blue Note 33. And uh, Bill, we're going with you, right? First. Yeah. I was yeah. Yes, Every time. Every goddamn time I forget. Every goddamn time. So I am going with the founders, CBS, the Canadian Breakfast Out. Those lying bastards said they wouldn't bring it back, but they brought it back. And I bought some already. Awesome, awesome beer. One of my favorite beers of all time. Um, they're, so it's like the McRib? It is. It, it is. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> I think that's what they, their next, uh, you know, when they put it away for another four years, and the last time they did it was 2019. So when they bring it back in 2027, they should advertise it like the McRib. They should they should say it's the McRib of beer. They should. They should. It's it is uh, it's amazing. It's uh their uh, uh 
Canadian breakfast stout, which is the Kentucky breakfast stout, but with maple, uh, there's a maple flavor to it. So very good. <laughs> the McRib of beer. I like that. <laughs> that needs to be on their can. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. The McRib of beer. You know why they do that with the McRib? They like, they bring it back like what, three times, two times, two or three times a year? I think it's one more. time a year now, right? Is it once? Yeah. They yeah. sell. They sell more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Right. They, 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 if, if they had it on the menu all the time, they wouldn't sell near as many. It's right. the same they, why pumpkin spice isn't because people always say, "I love pumpkin spice. It should be year round." You won't be buying it in July. Well, some people would, but just not the, the mass public. It is. Well, it right. is. It's a thing that you know they they have to um, kind of play around with uh, you know demand. Peak the demand by shorting the supply. Yep, and also, I mean, they they use pumpkins. It's not like flavoring; they actually use pumpkins for the the brewing process. So it's like that's in season too. For, well, for you, I mean, you can you can make that work still. Yeah, like, you can, you yeah. can still make it work. It's just, I guess yeah. so, but it's probably not as readily available. Probably not, yeah. but yeah, that's part of the reason they stock up for fall because they know that all the basic bitches like me, you'll go out and get. Uh, all their pumpkin spice stuff because yeah. we love it well, and we need it just for that short period of time. Yeah. It's like, it's like stouts and, and porters though, too, is that these, they I imagine they sell more of them, you know, during the fall and winter months when heavier beers are just more desirable. It's colder outside for whatever reason that works. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, well, my beer is, uh, I'll, Usual favorite of mine at the Christmas season, Shiner Holiday Cheer, uh, Texas Brewery Shiner. Um, it's uh, ale brewed with peaches and pecans. Mm. And I got to tell you guys, I think my taste buds have changed. <laughs> uh, oh, like I, I, I I used to love this <laughs> beer. I And hey, anyone who hasn't tried it, go out and try it. I used to love it. Uh, I got it 10 years ago when I was living in, in Texas at this time of year. And I fell in love with it. Got it every year. Have it. maybe I just got a bad batch, but uh, yeah, it, I, I this is my second one that I've had of the six pack I got, and I'm like, oh, this is this is a little much. I don't it, think I can do this. Has it always been peaches and pecans? Does maybe peach, that's it. I don't yeah, know. Peaches doesn't doesn't seem like a, a Christmas thing. No. Um, Get to go get the uh, Boulevard Nutcracker if you want to get yes. Christmas beer. That is, that, those are my um, go-to's. Are the the Shiner uh, Holiday Cheer and the Boulevard Nutcracker. So I'm really nervous because I haven't gotten the Nutcracker yet, and I'm like, oh, I hope I don't hate that too. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it is good as ever. I've I've uh, already gone through a six pack of that. So good. All right. Well, I'll be getting that on Friday. So let's let's hope no issues. But again, I. I will say I've loved this Shiner beer for a long time, so I don't want to shit on the people at Shiner, but uh, not my beer this season. <laughs> uh, is it's not the McRib of beers? No, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, I, I, uh, the first time I had the Shiner beer, Shiner holiday sh- uh, beer, I liked it. The second time I got it, the next year, didn't like it. Maybe that's me. So it that's took weird. Me ten years. <laughs> yeah, it took me like two, and I, I I had it one the first year. I'm like, oh, this is really good, and I got to go the next year. I'm like, this does not taste the same as it did before. It's just so it's like me. too sweet. It's like if you were to mix yeah. a yeah 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 mix yeah. like a pilsner and like a seltzer. 
It's just it's too sweet. There's something weird about it. You know, all the all the newly turned twenty one skinny girls are drinking it. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> God knows I'm not a skinny girl. <laughs> not the last time uh, you checked, anyway. Mm-mm. Uh, mine is the, so last week I had the Snickers, uh, four hands, uh, candy bar stout, right? Damn it. So that's what I meant to look for tonight. (laughs) (laughs) This week I have the Charleston chew four hands. Oh, that's a nice, I like that art. Yeah. That's cool. So it's, um, it's marshmallow and chocolate milk stout. So they... Is it good? And they call it the uh, uh, it yeah, it's good. Uh, you know, of the three in the variety pack, which is the Charleston Chew, the Snickers, and the Almond Joy, I, I said last week I sampled the Almond Joy and the uh, Charleston Chew. Uh, I'm sorry, the yeah Almond Joy and Charleston Chew at four hands, and um, I thought I was going to like Charleston Chew more, but I like the Almond Joy more. And then the Snickers last week was really good. So actually, I thought I was going to like Charleston Chew the most out of all three. It's my least favorite, but it's, it's good. But it's, it's it was not what I thought it was going to be. So. Are they only selling it at the brewery? Because uh, I uh, I was in Randall's tonight and I did I did peruse the uh, forehand section. Did not see that, but I didn't, I I thought, didn't look super. I, hard. I thought they were. They said they were going to ship it to Kansas City. Mm. So I'm imagine it's. Now I, I'm pretty sure this is they were going to do it with this, and they weren't talking about the Voltron, the the Volume Two Voltron. Well, I I was surprised to see the Volume Two Voltron in um, in stores in Illinois because Volume One was not available in Illinois. I have, and I have Volume Two. I, I gotta, I'm saving it for the yeah, show. I <laughs> I have I still have a four pack of Volume One and six of Volume Two at this point. Yeah, I have six of volume two as well. We should have split one. Yeah. <laughs> I've been smarter. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jimmy Snuggerud uh, was invited to the 2024 U.S. World Junior Camp. Uh, one of 29 players invited to the uh, last of the evaluation camps. Camp will be held uh, December 14th through the 16th at the USA Hockey Arena in Plymouth, Michigan. And we'll set the 25-player roster for the World Junior Championships, which will be held in Gothenburg, Sweden, from December 26th through January 5th. Snuggerud was second for the U.S. at the 2023 World Junior Championships with 13 points, five goals, uh, eight assists in seven games. So uh, it would be a a, shock if he's not on there. Oh, he'll be on there for yeah, sure. He's, yeah. um, he's got to be a shoe in. Well, and he he had such a kind of a coming out tournament last year. I mean, people already knew who he was, but um, he looked dynamic and one of the best players in the tournament last uh, last year. So it'll be interesting to see. This is his last year of eligibility for it, correct? Um, so I I think uh, I think it'll be fun to see how he goes out. Does he go out on top and? Um, what kind of praise does he get after this tournament? Uh, for those of you who haven't watched the World Junior Championships, um, happens over, you know, just after Christmas, Christmas break, uh, for a lot of people who are still on it. Boxing um, day to those Canadians. Boxing day. It's a blast. It's so oh, much yeah. fun to watch. Seek it out, you know, wherever it's being it's, televised. It's uh, usually on HL Network. Yep. Yeah, but that sucks because I don't get that. A lot of people don't get that. A lot of people don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, I, I know the Canadian markets uh, carry a lot of it too, so Ken Morris should be good. 
Yeah. Well, uh, see, seek out uh, a stream somewhere. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Right. Yeah. Uh, <clears> to uh, if you don't get initial network, because it's a it's a fantastic tournament to watch. Yep. Yeah, it's fast too. It's so quick <laughs> to see these kids out there flying. Um, it's it it's reminiscent of like a. Uh, uh, last preseason game of the year because you got a bunch of kids trying to make the team. Um, it's just, oh, it's so quick. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah. Or, you know, just do a free trial of Fubo. They have NHL. There you go. Ah, there you go. That's a good way to do I it. I think I did a free trial a couple of years ago. Yeah, you did. Yeah, again. yeah it, I think it was the year that they uh, they canceled halfway through. Yeah, the, uh, I'll have to. Uh, the, the tournament, that is. Ken Morris says uh, Ken PSN Morris. carries it in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's uh, usually the feed, um, at least the Canadian games that the U.S. gets, because it's always Gordon Miller. And yep. the uh, sometimes gets over the top on the um, Canadian rah-rah stuff. I think that's a huge miss by TBS. I'm sorry, TNT and, and ESPN to not pick that up. Like, just give it one year and say, hey, we'll carry it for one year. Let's see how it does. You promote that enough, I think you're going to get plenty of people. Because like me, I, I'm off the week uh, between Christmas and New Year's. That's all I'm going to be doing is watching mm-hmm. this. And I think it's going to be the same for a lot of people who have that week off. Because it's a lot of the Hey, it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? <laughs> God, that was Cindy Lopper. It's not a real voice, is it? <laughs> What's that? It can't be her real voice, can it? Have you heard Cindy Lauper before? Yeah. Her sing? I don't know if I've ever actually heard her interview. Oh yeah. Have you seen? Yeah, have you seen her hawking uh, whatever the uh, uh, autoimmune drugs these days? I don't yeah. think so. No. Yeah, she's no. she's. Uh, I forget. I forget which one it is, but uh, yeah, she's uh, she's a, a pimp for the uh, drug companies now. Oh, so she's Mrs. Pfizer. Yes. <laughs> is is Captain Lou Albano still around? Is he still alive? Oh, I think he died like the late eighties. I haven't heard that name in twenty years. <laughs> I, that's one of those questions where I was like, yeah, he's still alive. Um, cause I have no idea. I, I would guess he's passed away. But uh, yeah. Captain Lou. Yeah, he was in the uh, "Girls Just Want to Have Fun" video. He was her father. Also, uh, had a big part in WWF for a yeah. little while. Yeah, he um, passed away in 2009. Actually, wow. Okay, he missed the Blues Cup run by 10 years. I always think about that when I see when someone passes away, like before 2019. I'm like, oh, they didn't know the Blues won the Stanley Cup. Yep. <laughs> hey, the, the, the Cubs never won the World Series in his eyes either. Yay! That's true. Yeah, there's a yeah. positive. All right, so we are due for a break. Um, after on the other side of this break, we're going to talk about uh, the Blues games against the uh, Buffalo Sabers, the Arizona Coyotes, and the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. You are listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. We'll return after these messages. 
We've all tried a diet or workout fad at one time or another, but it always ends the same, right? We either lose the weight and then get back to our routine, but then put the weight right back on, or it just simply never takes hold. It's time to move into a habit-based program that focuses on organization and simplicity. Rock and That Idea Life's Lean 30 lays it all out for you with the correct food to eat, how to meal prep, and even sprinkles in plenty of healthy recipes. With Lean 30, you'll get the full ID Life arsenal, including energy for that needed kick, a tasty nourish shake for your needed fiber intake, Slim Plus to help control your cravings and provide a metabolic boost, Lean Capsules help bust those sugar cravings, and IED Nutrition gives you the added punch you need that takes the guesswork out of what supplements to take. Join the many who are seeing success and make this your last first day on a new program. Visit rockandthatidealife.com to get started, and remember to email Dustin at rockandthatidealife at gmail.com for an extra 10% off exclusively for Let's Go Blues radio listeners. Start your transformation to the confident, vibrant person you've always wanted to be with rockandthatidealife.com. St. Louis hockey fans know how it takes a reliable captain and a team of hard workers to achieve major goals. As a police officer and a hockey player, realtor Mike Burgoyne would wear the C in any situation. As a leader in the home buying or selling process, Mike has surrounded himself with a team of trustworthy inspectors, lenders, and escrow officers that work together more cohesively than Hall & Oates. And as a member of many teams in his life, Mike knows the service are first responders, veterans, nurses, teachers, and yes, even you let's go blues radio listeners provide the community so he offers special rates to those individuals find the value in mike's leadership and teamwork today by emailing him at mike at strikewithmike.com or calling 314-753-4060 he'll work closely with you and only show you the homes that match your goals that email again is mike at strikewithmike.com or call him at 314-753-4060 and succeed with your new teammate today Okay, kids, let's go. There's just one place to go for all your spatula needs. Spatula City! Spatula City! A giant warehouse of spatulas for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And because we eliminate the middleman, we can sell all our spatulas factory direct to you. Where do you go when you want to buy name brand spatulas at a fraction of retail cost? Spatula City! Spatula City! And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine spatulas, get the tenth one for just one penny. Don't forget, they make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a spatula? Spatula City! Spatula City! Hello, this is Cy Greenbloom, president of Spatula City. I like their spatulas so much, I bought the company. Spatula City, seven locations. We're in the yellow pages under spatulas. My, where did you get that lovely spatula? Spatula City, we sell spatulas. And now, back to Let's Go Blues Radio, the longest running St. Louis Blues podcast with Price, Ponder, and Day. I'll take the box. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm in the mood for a Twinkie Wiener sandwich right about now. <laughs> what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a spatula? Oh, man. I love how the sign, it says, open till midnight. Because, you know, sometimes you need those <laughs> spatulas at 1130. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that's from. Uh, Shame Weird on Al's, you. Weird Al's 
blockbuster hit UHF. Check it out. It is. It holds up. It's still funny. <laughs> Do you know if you don't even know what UHF is nowadays? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, still but, quote that every time I want to yell at someone, oh. call them dumb. I'm like, "You so stupid." You know, and if you don't get your loved one a spatula for Christmas, shame on you. Yeah. You know, the only reason that that uh, UHF didn't do well in the theaters was because uh, it came out about the same time as Batman. Oh. Batman steamrolled it. Yep. Yep. That's Bad timing. Nice. Bad timing. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. But it's a cult classic and we love it. It really is. So, it really is. Yeah. Not too long ago, I don't know if you've ever been to the Gulf Shores restaurant in Edwardsville. They have Red yeah. Snapper on the menu. And it is Dude, that, damn delicious. It's very tasty. It's very tasty. <laughs> so, That's awesome. So if Gulf Shores wants to sponsor Let's Go Blues Radio, we've got some some ad choices in mind already. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Morris asks, is that a real company? <laughs> no. Check out UHF. No. no. Literally how it sounds. UHF. Strongly yeah. recommend that movie. Mm. Yeah, the movie UHF. Yeah. It's Michael it's Richards quite... before Kramer. Yeah, yes, that's true. And if you watch, and yeah, if you watch this movie, and if you rewatch Seinfeld, you'll see bits of Stanley Spadowski. Yeah, uh, his character in UHF mm-hmm. in uh, Kramer. Oh, for sure. Yep. Every once in a while, it's so funny. Woo, that was good stuff. Um, nothing. <laughs> you get the, nothing. Stupid. <laughs> what time is it? Ow, seven thirty. Could go all night doing we're this. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna scrap the rest of this. At least let's 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 cut the Coyotes game out and just do UHF for right. <laughs> Oh, Joe Miller, you're a lucky little boy. You found the marble and the oatmeal. <laughs> What's that mean? You get to drink the from fire hose. the fire hose. <laughs> Badgers? Oh. Badgers? <laughs> it sticks, isn't he great? Oh my god. This is so I that there's that movie. Yeah, John, nothing. You get nothing. Um yeah. Uh, and may, it holds it does hold up. I mean it's a it's it it does. You it's watch very it and it, you watch it's very, it's super silly. I mean, it's Weird Al, right? Right. right. But uh, if you if you're familiar with Weird Al's work, the movie is his work. <laughs> Did you see it's... the the Weird Al like the with the Daniel Radcliffe? The oh yeah, the new one. Yeah, oh, on, so the Roku funny. movie. Yeah, so damn. That was funny. so good. Yeah, I yeah. I I have yet to finish that movie. Um, I have some trauma from that movie actually, because that is uh, when uh, Amarin ruined my house. So oh. I was in the middle of watching that when uh, when our power completely um, like our the pole feeding one of the three poles feeding our house just went out and fried a bunch of shit. Well, come wow. over to my house and watch it. I promise that won't happen. Uh, <laughs> but there will be poles involved. So no. there will be. Yes. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get some blues hockey here. Yeah, real quick, Amy sent me a text. If you give me a spatula for Christmas, you're going to get smacked in the face with it. <laughs> oh, I know what I'm getting you guys for Christmas. 
It's funny because when okay. that when that commercial started, I was like, "Oh fuck, I know what this is," and then and then it just it took about five seconds, and I'm like, "Oh, beautiful." <laughs> uh, yeah. So we would like to welcome uh, Special City as a new sponsor <laughs> for uh, Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome aboard, Cy Greenbloom and and company. Uh, the Blues. Uh, Beats in a very entertaining game, as far as I was concerned. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres six to four at Enterprise Center uh, a few games ago. So uh, this, you know, a back and forth game, nothing lead for the Blues midway through the first, and then you know Buffalo came storming back, tied it three, and then the Blues uh, went back up again six three, and they got a late goal. Uh, Buffalo did six four, and uh, fun game, I thought. Uh, and uh, Money Puck actually thought that Buffalo deserved to win this game, which we'll talk about. Uh, Money Puck is the one meter, uh, right? It, it gets it wrong each time. <laughs> yeah. This, when we talk about the deserve to win a meter, it usually gets the game wrong. Doesn't yeah, it? it really does. It's true. Rare. That, that uh, Predators Blues game, um, that one blows my mind because I right. thought Predators absolutely deserved to win that game. And. You said last week, every time it's run, it, it has the Blues winning the game. Crazy. It just seems that way. Yeah. It seems that, yeah, or, or when the Blues win, it has the other team, you know, they deserve to win. And then you look at the, you know, where the shots came from on the ice. You're like, oh, okay, they had a lot of chances in close. But then again, it's like, you know, how difficult were those chances in tight? Just because a, a scoring chance comes from at the top of the slot, doesn't mean the shooter partially fanned on it and went right into the goalie's chest, right? Or you know, or or partially fanned on it and just dribbled into his into his pads. You know that that's I I don't know how it just looking at the shot map that doesn't tell you uh, a whole lot aside from where the shots came from. So right, but yeah, I uh, I thought um, so, Bill. I want to ask you about this game because obviously. <laughs> Buffalo put on a lot of shots. Um, and again, you look at the shot map, you can see um, Buffalo. They had some in tight chances. They had some good chances. 46 shots. 46 shots. 46 yeah. shots on goal. Um, and uh, Bennington stopped 42 of them. Um, I think he, he had a good game. Don't get me wrong. But I want to say, I think he was a little leaky. Like the puck was kind of squirting through him a little bit. I'm not saying that one bad. I just think he wasn't as tight. We'll talk about the Vegas game. He was super tight in that Vegas game where nothing was getting through him. But this game, I felt like the puck was kind of dropping on him a little bit, kind of going through his arm, between his arm and his chest. That kind of stuff was happening a little bit more in this game to him than we usually see. Yeah, I, I think that it was it was kind of the... The, the end of the pendulum swing, right? It, it got to the point, you know, after the, um, the, the West Coast road trip, just not, not good for either Blues goalie, really. And um, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think that, you know, we saw some, some bad play from Bennington, um, you know, really since, since that road trip that, you know, the disastrous Kings game and, um, you know, then that crazy, uh, crazy game in, in Arizona, not this, not the game we're going to talk about, but um I felt like he was, you know, he needed to get some things out of his game, you know, worked out. And uh, luckily the offense uh, was, was 
there for him. I mean, 46 shots, that is a season high. The, the Blues don't give up 46 shots. Um, but uh, Buffalo, yeah, they put they it on. He made enough saves, and Jake Napers came to the rescue. So Yeah, and that, I mean, that's really at the end of the day. Like, you know, I, I know we've said this on the show before. You just hope your goalie makes more saves. Well, Let's in less goals than the other goalie. And at the end of the day, Bennington did that. Uh, Blues gave him a nice three nothing lead and, and gave him a little confidence. I'm sure there, but yeah, like I said, I just felt like some of the stuff I was like, that's not your typical Bennington, but you're right. I think coming off that road trip, uh, there was some bad habits that got formed by the goaltenders and even the defense. Um, but I think we right. saw things tightened up a little bit, even with the Arizona game. Um, but yeah, this, this one, uh, again, like you said, 46 shots, right? And you know, but, your goalie gives up four goals. It's hard to really blame the goalie, uh, I, goalie for anything because that's a lot of work for any netminder. Right. And, and I haven't, I haven't studied a lot of, uh, the uh, shot charts, um, but a lot of high danger areas, uh, yep. on this chart here, everything seems for the most part, everything seems you know, down below the hash marks and, you know, the, uh, not all the goals, a couple of the goals look like they came from, um, right on the dots, but yeah, it's, uh, not definitely not, uh, not as his strongest performance, but still, you know, 40, 42 of 46. I thought the one, the one in particular that I didn't like of his was the, the shot that was up high, that he kind of he fought off and and punched back out, and then the they got the rebound and shot and went under his arm and, yeah. and kind of trickled in. That that one sticks out to me as one that's like oh you know control the rebound didn't do and then he let that leaker under his arm. So that that one sticks out to me as one that uh, I, I didn't like. Yeah, but uh, otherwise you know I'm not I didn't have you know too much of a problem. I mean, he was he did face a lot of shots and we only had 20 shots, so we were shot by 26, which is insane. Uh, and Buffalo was pretty consistent in their shots on net. It wasn't like they had 22 in one period. It was 15, 16, and 15. So yeah. it was just a constant barrage, you know, steady stream, you know, all night long. We had eight, six, and six for sure. Yeah, I was surprised was- the Blues were able to put up six goals in that game. Um, well, for a while, it was uh, like four goals on eight or nine shots. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and yeah, they just kept coming. They, they, it seemed like they were just capped, which, hey, again, it's it's about quality of shots, right, Dom? Not quantity of shots. So they were capitalizing on their chances. Sure, it can be. I mean, you could have you could have you know six breakaways and score four goals in a game and win four to three and only have six shots. Yep. You know, it's like I mean, just ask uh, so. Team Belarus over Team Sweden in the 2000 Olympics. One of my favorite <laughs> games of all time. Uh, mm. I think t- Team Belarus. I want to say had. 11 shots on goal and I think they scored four like that's that's yeah. all it takes yeah that was uh, that was the game that broke Tommy Salo yep 100% I have that uh recorded and I know I'm not supposed to IHF but fuck off uh I've got it so if you guys ever want to come over and did watch you, it let's did, watch it did you have expressed written consent um not from the Olympic committee but from uh CBS. team Belarus yeah um so i I, in this game uh only thing i want to add uh i thought it was fucking awesome that jake neighbor scored a goal while his dad was being interviewed (laughs) this was the end of the 
the dad's trip, right? And uh, you never see that. You know, they'll bring on a parent. They'll bring on a, a mom, a brother or something. And, you know, half the time it's like that player will be on the ice for 10 seconds of the conversation. Uh, this was like blues were pressing. Neighbors was on the ice. And I thought his dad just kind of said it perfectly, too. Like, that's the type of goal he needs to score. That's where he needs to be. And, you know, just being able to, like, see his dad's reaction when he scored a goal and a goal like that, that, again, like he said, is a Jake Neighbors goal. Uh, Just, I I thought, an awesome moment and uh, so much fun to, to see that live, too. Uh, Shen had two goals. Neighbors had two goals. Uh, the Blues power play did go one for two and the, uh, Buffalo's, uh, power play was 0 for three. So the Blues were perfect on the PK, uh, and, uh, went 50% on the power play. So that was, that's a plus. Yep. Uh, the baked beaver. Have we mentioned that name before? The baked beaver. Nice that beaver. Might, that might be <laughs> a guy I know. Kyle, if that's you, let me know. Otherwise, that's a new live listener. <laughs> he says the defense was collapsing all over. Uh, yeah, they gave up a lot of inside chances, uh, a lot of a lot of pucks squirting free to to players that you know. <laughs> I was like, "Where's the defense?" Yeah, you know, left all alone in front. But uh, yeah, that, that, uh, hence with the shot map. If you look at the shot map, there's a tons of chances in front of Bennington. Yeah, oh, yeah. that that had been a troubling trend um, uh, leading up to this game um going back again to that west coast trip um of course the uh predators black friday disaster um but yeah the 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 d um forgot itself for a while yep uh he says it's him oh hey kyle hey kyle (laughs) (laughs) that's another uh, south park reference in Mm -hmm. the show uh, so on the next game, the Coyotes did uh, uh, beat the Blues four to one uh, for their fourth victory in a row. Um, same lineup in net uh, for this game as the previous game, except Hofer, uh, same lineup except for a net. Uh, Hofer was net in this game uh, in place of Bennington, uh, which I wanted to. I I've said this before. I said it last week. I don't like Bennington not playing against divisional teams. I agree. He Hofer, we played Arizona four times this season, and Hofer's played them all four times. And not one of those games was a back to back or anything. I'm like, why aren't you? Why? And it's not like Arizona's like the bottom of the league and they're this god awful and you're getting Hofer some work against some, some bad teams. And Arizona's ahead of us in the standings right now. Why is Hofer playing against every game against this team? My only thought with this game. Um, I don't and, care about the, it, the, the the Buffalo game where Bennington faced a lot of shots. Don't care. Oh, don't and, care. and I'm going to say I don't care about this either. But my only thought process that maybe I'm trying to tap into what Baruby's thinking is he got two games coming up against one of the best teams in the league with Las Vegas. So maybe yeah, he's like, days off let's go ahead and no get him. Next. Let's go ahead and get him some time now so that way Bennington yeah. can play both those games against Vegas. But either way, I would still, like you said, Play him against yeah. the damn division. You've yes. got to win your divisional games. You have yes. to win those, especially when you're battling with a team for playoff positioning. It's Yes, it's early in the season, but this looks like this might be a battle down the stretch for the Blues to dethrone the Coyotes from above them. Sheldon thinks that Baruby's playing the long game. 
and it's the mind fuck for when we face Arizona uh, in the playoffs, oh. and they haven't seen Bennington. <laughs> yeah, because they don't have so the Blues them, and the right. The Blues and the Coyotes are both making the playoffs. That's right, out of the Central. That's right, and they're gonna, will, and they're gonna get to the point where they play each other. I was gonna so say that's at least second. Wow, round. that's second round. <laughs> Sheldon, oh. Sheldon's watched a lot of hockey in his nine years. I think he's got it. Uh, Nashville did beat uh, uh, Chicago in a shootout. In a shootout, fucking three-point game. Yep. Uh, oh, just your O'Reilly's goal. Mm-mm. Holy hell, he's done that before. Little, little lift backhand. Yeah. Uh, upper glove. Ooh, that is smooth. Beautiful man. when he does that. Smooth goal. That was just. Oh my god. Uh, so Colton Preco in this game played his six hundredth. NHL game, only Bear Jackman, Alex Petrangelo, Bob Plager, and Barkley Plager, and Al McInnes <laughs> played more. Uh, if he plays every game through mid-January, Preko will uh, pass McInnes and both Plager brothers in games played this season. So so he will uh, be third at that point and just be behind Jackman and Petrangelo. Um, yeah. You think he gets number one? Probably. He's so he's at uh, what six oh one now. So Jackman's at eight oh five. That's two hundred more games, which is two and a half seasons. He's got. Oh, he's got. I mean, he's he's going to be here after this season. He's going to be one, two, three, four, six more seasons if he plays yeah. out his contract here. Right, 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 right. So I mean, yeah, if he plays his contract, he's going to blow it away. Yeah, It'll and doesn't close. get injured for two. He's going to he's going to pass a thousand games. Well, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Or, or yeah, you know, yeah. If he if he stays healthy and plays his career out here, he'll play a thousand games. And he so he will shatter if it, he will absolutely shatter Jackman. It'll be hard for any defenseman to get past that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a lot of games and, for one team. And you know, this time last year, we were we would have been praying for this not to happen. But <laughs> yeah. he is he is so night and day different this year than last year. That yeah, it's crazy. He is you know if if he can keep keep this side of his game going then you know and, and not revert to the uh you know the kind of mindless blunders that he was uh, that we got accustomed to over the last couple of seasons that would be a great great consistent person to have yep agreed uh but chances are he doesn't play the contract out here that's a lot it's a lot of contract left to play and he's been here a long time already so right We'll see. We'll see. I mean, if he does play it out, that's good news for us, for the team, for him. And so. he keeps playing the way he's playing. This that's what I'm saying. If he's, if they keep him around, probably going to be playing well. At least, you know, well, earning his contract. He wasn't anyway. the past two seasons, and they kept him around. I know, but but generally <laughs> speaking, over the course of his contract, yeah, I know, I know. I know. Right. I was. I'm with you. I'm with you. Back he was, issues. He was not awful. Actually. Back issues or and not, if if he stays healthy, right. That's that's another big consideration here, but yeah, I mean, if if there's you know if the Blues go through a, a tough time in the next two years, you'd see him get moved, right? He's he's got value in the, in that contract. Oh, that contract's very reasonable, especially yep. if the cap, cap goes up by four point something, like they're talking. He, he's he's got a ton of value right now. Yep. With his contract the way it is, I mean, it's, there's a lot of years left, so that's a lot for a team to take on. But still, I mean, six five, six point five. It's so funny how it goes from year to year with this stuff. Like last year, oh my god, his contract's gonna be an albatross. Now this year, it's like, oh, it's a pretty good deal. 
Well, I mean, you got to figure too, like Bill said, uh, the cap going up, you know, you got to figure right. two years from now, three years from now, if it's gone up 10, 11 million from where it's at right now, I mean, that is an absolute steal at, at the age he'll be at. The Ducks just scored. Oh, that to, was uh, a pretty goal too. Pull within one of uh, Colorado with 5.49 to go in the third. No, I got three, that three to two Colorado. Now. Yeah, uh, two-man advantage, Leo Carlson. That's a beautiful shot. Yeah, they just scored a couple minutes prior to this, too. Yep. So they, it, was three, it was three nothing. Oh, beautiful goal. Oh, it's fantastic. Pass across through traffic, settle, wrist shot, open net. Oh, he almost got it. Wow, that would have been a great save by... Oh it's, my gosh! They tried that play right before that too, and it didn't work. It grazed. It grazed his trapper. Yep, he yep. almost got That's that. Georgiev. Yeah, Georgiev almost. He he dove across. That would have been. That's Leo. Superman. Leo Carlson. That kid has got a bright future. Woo. Woo. Um, Blues. Uh, like I said, Blues lost this game four to one. Uh, the so. I the I don't think the Blues played poorly in this game. They had a bad first period, right? And but after the first period, they played a pretty good game. You know, they had what was it? They had three shots in the first period, then 15 in the second, 14 in the third. Outshot the Coyotes 32 22 on the night. Uh, you know, and the deserved a win meter, <laughs> which we'll bring up again, said that the Blues, uh, in a thousand simulations based on advanced stats, win this game seven, 69.5% of the time. So 70% of the time, they win this game. 70 that's that's substantial. Um, so that's that's interesting because if you see the score four to one, you watch the game, you're like, you know, eh, <laughs> I don't know about that. But they did play a good second, third period. That's why it's they fun to look at the real watching the game and then looking at the stats after and saying, okay, what do the yeah. advanced stats say? Because yeah, I mean, this game's played again. Maybe it is. Maybe the Blues win five to one. Who knows? Yeah, and it's just a thing where you know, uh, and I'm not blaming the game on Hofer. You know, if you have if you have Bennington in that, who knows what happens? You never know. But uh, again, I don't like it that Hofer is playing games against the division when you've got Bennington who's not on back to back nights uh, playing or anything. So whatever. But uh, yeah, uh, the 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 shot map has the Blues. If you look at that, you can see where the shots came from. How many? You know, okay, yeah, they they had. Uh, better chances on certain parts of the ice than Arizona did, but watching the game, it didn't really feel as lopsided as the stats would say. So I don't know, take that for what it's worth. Um, Ingram played very, very well. Yeah, I thought in this game very well. Yeah. Ingram is re- having a great season. Yeah, both at least at, at least when he plays the Blues, right? Yeah, that's that that was yeah. you know I I I think Arizona won the goaltending um, like you know, who gets to call a net decision by a mile. Um, you know, it, it's it, the, cause the last game, um, the, the crazy six, five game that uh, they started the Melka. And uh, once Ingram got in, that was a completely different game. Uh, Zucker had a goal disallowed in this game. Good call kicked in. Uh, it was funny when Zucker scored because he didn't celebrate at all. <laughs> he didn't even smile, didn't yell, nothing. He just kicked it in and went and turned to the referee. <laughs> yep. I've I've been As in that. You can tell it wasn't. A I goal. had that happen once where, uh, I mean, I swatted a puck probably two feet above my head and with my stick and, and went right in the net. I didn't even put my arms up. I, I just skated over to the bench, 
And uh, one of my teammates like wraps his arm around. I was like, oh, good, nice, nice goal. And I was like, that didn't fucking count. And he goes, oh, the referee didn't see it. It counted. And I'm like, oh, then yay. <laughs> uh, it was 3 nothing at the point of the overturned goal. So it would have been 4 nothing. It was overturned, so it was still 3 nothing. And the Blues scored a couple minutes later to make it 3-1. to one. So you're thinking, okay, you know, it's just, this is third period, by the way. And it's like, okay, well, we're three to one within two. That's 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 doable, you know. Uh, didn't happen though. Uh, the, uh, Arizona got the empty net goal. Four to one was the final. Um, and Arizona is playing very well. And so it's not just like you know they're not just giving the Blues fits anymore. It's they're, they're they they as of tonight, Arizona has now won in succession games versus Vegas, Tampa Bay, Colorado, St. Louis, and Washington which is every cup winner since 2018 in a row. <laughs> they won. I mean, that's, that's probably, I don't know. That's probably never happened before. Right. right. I would, I would, it, I would guess not the schedule to not, line up like that too. Not, not, not five. Not in a row. since the, the league had six teams. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you yeah. beat last cup winner of the last five years. You've only played Montreal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but so it was Tampa Bay uh, twice, Colorado, St. Louis, and Washington, I guess. Um, so I, it, it it's and they're not just barely winning these games; they're winning. You know, I I I think they're winning by you know three one four one three nothing two one. So uh, they're it's it, they're they're giving other teams fits, other good teams fits. So that's uh, that's you know you don't feel quite as bad about you know splitting the season series with with uh, Arizona two two now. Yeah, I got so, and we're done now. I guess it was Arizona. Yeah, we're, we're done. done. We're done with them. Which it's not even fucking Christmas, and we're already right. done with the division rival. Perfect scheduling NHL. Love that, um, yeah. and especially yeah. a team still, that you might be battling for in the playoffs. Right. Uh, I playoff still position. don't accept them as a division rival. Well, either way, me that either. happened a couple of years ago against Colorado. They were done by New Year's. And I was like, what yeah, the I, hell? It's I, I don't consider Arizona a division rival either. For I, I e- even even though they give us fits, for some reason, I never take them serious. Probably because they never won anything. They've mm-hmm. only won one playoff round in their history. Is that right? Two, I think. Two? At least two. Yeah. So, it was in the same year. They went to the Western Final. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. In the same year. That's it. Uh yeah, I might be. They've it. only had one playoff season. They've only had one season where they won a playoff round their entire history since they moved to Arizona. Nothing. Thanks, Pierre Turgeon. <laughs> um, so Matt Harris says I've been saying it all year. Arizona is a bit of a wagon right now. Um, you know, and, and I'm not tooting my own horn, I'm not the only one that said this, but for anyone who pays attention to the whole league, I'm looking at you, Toronto Media. Um Arizona, I like what they got going on. They are a team to watch this year, and uh, they, they've they got I, – I think Bill Armstrong has really put together something interesting. Uh, I think I said early in the in the year when – or over the summer when it was like, where's Matthew Dumbo going to sign? Rumor is he might sign in Arizona, and I was like, why? And then I looked at the roster, and I'm like, it makes sense. They're going to be a decent team this year. So I, I think – well, and by the way, my favorite comment ever that I've gotten on Twitter, at least this year – was when I said something about Bill Armstrong's really put something together nicely, and some asshole Blues fan responded, God, if you're going to comment about the Blues, at least get his name right. It's Doug Armstrong. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm talking about Arizona, asshole. 
<laughs> no response. <laughs> Go back to the lounge, buddy. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> the Baked Beaver says their uniforms look awful too. Ugly Christmas sweaters. These were the uh, their maroon and and white. Yeah, I don't uh, like those ones. Go back to the. I actually the Sedona red. No, I actually like a lot. I'll I'll I'll. I'll politely disagree with uh, both you guys. Uh, I like I, compared to their, the Kachina ones. I hate the Kachina jerseys. The nineties hate them. I love them. It's I don't nostalgia. like style art. The only reason I don't like, I love I don't like them is because of nostalgia. Art. That's it. Okay. Well, so, okay. So like some people, so I will, the, the, I'm the just people that like, I'm just openly admitting that I know it's not a good looking Jersey. But I like it because it reminds me of my childhood. Okay, that's fair. I I'm just talking strictly from design. Uh, I don't. I thought the Highling uh, how Highling Howling Coyote jerseys was was their best one. I like that color. The 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 was it the off white stripes on them. They're slick, maroon color. Mm. Liked them. Yeah, I like the era that they used Warren Zevon. The for the goal song the. Uh, Werewolves of London. Ow. Werewolves of London. Well, which era was that? For the jersey? Uh, Late 90s, that was, right? That was, was yeah, that was Kachina. That was the original Kachina. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Saad had a uh, goal, the, the Blues' lone goal in this game. So he's got, he had two goals in his last two games. Um, faceoffs were 60% to 40% for Arizona. Blues were 0 for on the power play, and Arizona's 1 for 2. So. Bit of a reversal there with the special teams in this game compared to the last. Uh, but then comes the game against Vegas, which I think we all would prefer to talk about. Um, same lineup again. And, and, uh, but... and I don't want to just talk about this game because the Blues won or even that it was um, a good game for a Blues fan or a Golden Knights fan to watch. I thought this was just a hell of a hockey game. I thought the whole game front to back was entertaining as hell. I was watching Anaheim. Anaheim had a good shot there with less than a minute to go to tie. Yeah, it's yeah. Did not the uh, yeah that it was such a high paced game and a great you know for for a two to one game you know that you'd think boring but man the goal both goalies were so good last night. Yeah. Yep. Um, let me pull up the thing here. Uh, so, so first off, you know, fuck Vegas. Yes, we can all yeah. agree on that. Get the, let's get there. Get that out there. <laughs> uh, you know, Vegas had the better chances in terms of quality chances in this game. Bennington was amazing. Uh, probably his best game of the season. Um, well, expected goals I'll, for. I'll tell you what uh, Alex Ferrario yeah. said on. Yeah, uh, I, know, I think I know he's what he officially said. No, let's on. Talk, let's talk about that. Yeah, I think he's officially on the last minute blues podcast now. Um okay. with uh Donnie Fand- friend of the show, Donnie Fandango and um uh Jamie Rivers, non friend of the show. Um <laughs> enemy of the show, Jamie Rivers. Keyboard uh, <laughs> warrior of the show. <laughs> um so I guess Ferrario said he thinks that that was Jordan Bennington's best game as a blue ever. Uh, I, I think we all can disagree. He, he did even call out. He did say, and again, I didn't listen to it. I just heard the soundbite, um, that, uh, he did say, you know, he knows that 2019 Stanley cup final game seven, clearly that's the one everyone's going to point to, but he thinks overall 
the game he played last night was better. Um, I'm going to disagree. I will say that I understand his point in terms of athleticism. I thought Bennington was just as athletic as he was in game seven against the Boston Bruins. But I think the stakes being so much higher uh, that instantly pushes and, and the saves. I mean, just some of the saves he made in that game, especially early in the first period. Unbelievable. I mean, you can't ask any other kid to ever do something like that. I say kid. He was, what, 25? But still, I mean, hard for me to agree with you, Ferrario. I get the sentiment, but I think at the end of the day, he's never going to play. Unfortunately, Jordan Bennington has already peaked in terms of greatest game ever, because I don't think he'll ever be able to match what he did in that game. Uh, yeah, no, I, I actually, when, when I watched that game, like, and went back and rewatched the highlights, there were a lot of echoes of game seven against Boston in that game, just between the players and the coaches involved. And um, the, the, you know, the one save that, uh, that Bennington made um, pushing off, you know, that reminded me of the, um, uh, God, what was the guy? Um, Nordstrom. Nordstrom. Yeah. Okay. The, the Joachim Nordstrom, uh, pushed to the, to the right to kick out the pad. Just absolutely phenomenal echo of that game. And then, you know, not to, not to get the spoilers, but, uh, Petrangelo and company had a Brad Marchand moment at the end of the game. They did. They forgot all about. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. Um, you know what? Um, Ferrario's comment just it it reeks of uh, like social media. You know, noob. You know, fan who's only been a fan of the team for like five or six years and doesn't really i don't know is recency bias like disease or something you know it's like oh my gosh it's amazing game it's gotta be his best game ever without actually thinking about what he's talking about you know like come on emotional fan reaction right which which is yeah which is you know what what leads to terrible social media posts Yes. And I, I think I think I know granted this was a great game by Bennington probably his best game of the season Oh yeah. Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. But but For sure. I mean in the in his first season here, uh not just the game seven against Boston, he had some shutouts that were fantastic uh during the season. Um Jesus Christ. I mean the, the game seven against Dallas. Uh shut out against uh the Sharks in the Western final. Shout out against the Sharks. I but there was a number of shutouts during the season he had. Yeah. Um, that were that uh, and a couple of them were amazing. Um, I remember first win, I, was it one nothing, right? Was it one nothing? Was it Winnipeg game three? No, game two, I think it was in Winnipeg. Uh, I remember him having a phenomenal game. So, yeah, for me, I mean, you could just point at that playoff run and you already have probably at least two or three that I put above this game last night. But not to take away from how awesome he was last night. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. I just, I just, I don't know if they're looking for things to talk about to like, you know, interesting comments or uh, something to like. Okay, let's expand on that. Make a comment and have somebody and people go. But I thought that was a silly thing to say. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Personally. Yeah, definitely. Well, silly. either way, awesome uh, game. What, what, him. what do you think yeah. was yep. his best save? I personally, okay. 
I'm, the push I'm, off. I'm, I'm gonna left post to right post. The one on Barbashev from the pass from Eichel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was to me athletically and clutchly, which is not a word. Um, I thought that easily wins as best save of the game. But I loved his game, his save, uh, like five minutes into the first period when Paul Cotter had that like partial break, and he just effortlessly just oh, took his glove there. No, he took oh, the glove out. Right, right, right. And just yeah. I'm just gonna catch your shot, like, and then just kind of stood up and skated to the corner, like. Who was yeah. it that had the the who had the uh, the chance in front went to the went to the backhand and could have Eichel. held on to the puck longer? That wasn't Eichel, I don't no. think. Maybe it was, but it could have held on to it. I don't think it was. Could have held to held on to it longer and probably scored, but he like made a move and shot, and Benning just reached out and gloved. It. Yeah, it I, just, I think that was, was the counter play. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was that, that was. That was amazing. Yeah, that was where he was in behind the defense. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah, just... that was it. Yep. Cause yeah, there was a the blues kind of like the overtime goal. The blues were started to head north and they yeah. didn't have the puck. Yep. And yep, right. he was all by it himself. And just a again, just that that kind of swagger. You know, again, I, I hate to always have to compare him to Jake Allen, but I feel like we have to. Because <laughs> that's just how it is. Um that's not the type of play you would ever see from Jake Allen. Jake Allen might make that save, but he's not just going to, oh, I'm just going to, you know, glove it. And, you know, it's going to be, he's going to be down. He's going to cover just the way he makes that save. It's just like, get the fuck out of here. I got this. Like, that's a nothing shot. I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I do think, I, I do think if the puck would have been held on to a little bit longer, like a half second and just coast a little more, although he did have defensive pressure, uh, bearing down on him from the right side. So maybe he felt he had to rush it. But either way, I thought that was a, a great save. Right. It's it's the humble brag of saves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You ever made a save no like deal. that, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been way too long since I can remember uh, okay. any of my saves what's your, at this point. What's your What do you feel is your greatest save ever? Greatest save ever. You've never thought about this? No, I I have. Um, (laughs) That's one of my favorite questions that I asked Amanda Levier last time I had her. No, two times ago I had her on. I said, what what is, uh, I asked, actually, I'm sorry, it was the opposite. I asked her, what is your worst goal you've ever given up? And her response was, I I have to pick just one. Yeah, so so my greatest greatest save ever, um, probably a uh, penalty shot save. Um, when I was, uh, we, it was it was even it was a uh, it had to be an exhibition game. Uh, my coach Dave Freeman, um, who is still coaching to this day, God love him. Um, he, uh, he brought, he was coaching Eureka high school and our team in Cahokia and put us together in a, in an exhibition game. And I don't know if we just did shootouts for the hell of it or, uh, their best player got a a penalty shot at the end, but, um, I baited him the glove side. He went for it and I got it. Nice. Was our best player, Joe Malone? No, that is is a joke about a 1920s NHL player. (laughs) Yeah, I Joe Malone is he played? Was he was he a Blackhawk? 
I want to say Third. a Canadian, but I could be wrong. Mm. Yeah. He's a singer. He's got tattoos over his face. That's it. That's, That's it. Post. <laughs> That's post. Yeah. I'm right. So, because he always hits the posts. Uh, Quebec right. Bulldogs, Montreal Canadiens, and Hamilton Tigers. Hmm. That's right. I I need to go back and and uh, re uh, re enjoy the uh, Down Goes Brown history of the NHL. Joe so Malone, I know you the thought about first this. true NHL All Star. I know you thought about this, Jeff. I know your defenseman. What's your greatest goal ever? <laughs> <laughs> defensemen tend to think about these things more often. And both um, play defense for a. For a for a good chunk of games with uh when I was playing with him, so yeah, no roller hockey. I yeah. played mostly oh, defense. Yeah. Nope, that's not it. All right, my my greatest goal ever. Uh, I still have the puck. That's what I was looking for. It's somewhere over here, somewhere. Uh, it was a uh, shootout uh, to win a tournament, and uh, so it was zero zero. I was the fifth shooter, and I came in and I did what everybody associates me with that plays with me now i did my leg kick so i came in and i act like i was gonna shoot i kicked my leg and the goalie bit and so then i pulled it to the backhand if anyone ever seen pavel dimitra's patented breakaway that is what i've always tried to model this move off of i just added a leg kick to it and i went to the backhand wide open net put it in then our goalie made the save at the other end we ended up winning the tournament so um very nice i always say that is by far my my most clutch and my best goal i've ever scored mm. how about you kurt so very nice me yeah before before kurt shares i have to say i i will share my favorite goal that i ever scored of all yes. time yes it was at the ballpark it was <laughs> it was at the ballpark <laughs> i totally went uh had a breakaway um, and shot from 20 feet out against the grain, upper blocker, best shot I've ever taken in my life. Still <laughs> remember the feeling to this day. When I need to go to a happy place, that's what I envision. All right. I got oh, to add, add one more that just because he's a listener of the show, uh, crappy goalie. Um, I scored on him in the first Ponder Cup. Uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if you guys are still there or not. Literally first ponder cup. It's it's only like three to one at this point. It's early in the second period. My team's up. I'm playing against him and his team. I take a slap shot, and as I do, the puck just flips. It just kind of it's on edge, and it's not it's not all the way flipped like a like a uh what do you call it in Mighty Ducks too? A knuckle, knuckle puck. puck. Yeah. It was just kind of like teetering a little. And I took the shot and dude, it went up in the air and I was like right at where the blue line is. And it just went straight up in the air and then it just dipped and it literally landed right on the goal line and then just rolled in. And <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like I, I didn't even know it went in again. It was one of those moments where I just kind of like go to skate back. Cause I was like, I don't know where the puck went. I need to play defense. Everybody's like, oh, my God, Ponder, how the hell did you do that? And I'm like, what? And I even hear Jason, crappy goalie, go, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no way. He asked me after the game. He's like, do you think if if I told you I could pay you $1,000 and I give you 100 shots, do you think you could do that again? And I said, absolutely not. That was complete luck. (laughs) Um. Mine was uh, when I was playing for uh, SIUC, 
and we had a traveling tournament up at U of I, University of Illinois, and uh, we were playing Purdue, and uh, Carbondale had never beaten Purdue in the school history. I'm not sure how far that went back at the time. Couldn't have been that far. Two games. Uh, yeah, maybe like one season. Uh, but uh, had two had uh, two goals uh, in the game. And then uh, the goal that stands out to me is I, I was picked to go second in the shootout of three shooters because I went to overtime and then went to a shootout. And uh, came in, uh, gave him the best deke I could give, you know, fake forehand. It's your typical, you know, fake forehand, go backhand and, and, and lift it. But, you know, it was fake forehand, go lift, and it went under the bar. It was nice. just, it was perfect. You know, it was just like, it's, it's how you draw it up, right? And it was, and so scored that one. Uh, I was so nervous before that attempt. Jesus Christ, I was nervous. Uh, scored, and then uh, Argoy made the save. And our, our third year scored and we beat him. So nice. Yeah, that was that was that was uh that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's nice when you put that goal in and you know, because yeah, like you said, you're so nervous going into the shutout or shootout. And and it's like, but it sounds like you had the same situation as me that like you're like, okay, if I don't score, it it's it's still if my goalie makes the save, then it's fine. But like you know, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You have no idea. Yeah. You're still like, why? Yeah. I just need a fucking score. Like, it's yeah. so nerve wracking. Yeah. I can't remember if the guy before me scored or not um, on the other team. Cannot recall. I can't recall if I went first or second in the second round either. I just remember my goal <laughs> and what happened after. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. I there never was... got picked to be in a shootout. So, uh, except as goalie. I was going to say. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what? You would have been in a shootout uh, in that tie game, but you were in goal. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and that one that went like nine shooters deep in the shootout right. in the playoffs. The, yeah. And and I was suspended for that game. Yeah. And that was uh that was Walt the Tanning Bed guy scored that goal. Yeah, right. Was Wasn't rough. that what we call we used to call the guy Walt the Tanning Bed guy? He was very tanned. Yeah. yeah. Very was, creative we were. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, so absolutely. that's such a great nickname. <laughs> yeah. yeah that that was that was uh, one of the few times that i actually enjoyed playing goal in roller hockey you should have at least called him gator never get into it no because you know <laughs> leathery skin gator handbag call him yeah. something like that yeah yeah we, we were more direct yeah we <laughs> <can> were tell. <laughs> we, we wanted him to figure it out <laughs> if we called him a gator everybody just go over his head we right. wanted him to know he was being being made fun of because of how Danny was. <laughs> the G Men. No. Who was that? That, that was a G Men? No. It was, was no. it was that team. It, it was that it? team. Because that was uh mm-hmm. that was yellow helmet, uh what's his name? Uh uh, uh Gulich. Gulich was on that team. He was on G Men, yeah. was he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, because that right. that was I I he couldn't score on me that game. Yeah, I know. He had I know he was a snake but chance after chance after chance and Good and score. Either way. All right. Moving on. All right. (laughs) I was a little pissed off there. Right. Let's get back to the professionals. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. (laughs) We're talking like uh, F League roller hockey uh, stuff. (laughs) Um. All right. So uh, expected goals uh, for the for the Vegas Knights in this game were five point one eight by the end of the game. Uh, The Blues was two point seven five. They had what five odd man rushes in the first period alone. They had a lot. It was nuts. <laughs> it was like every other play. It was like, holy shit. And and I'll say, uh, I think it was the second period. Uh, Justin Falk 
made a horrible turnover. Oh, my God. He tried yeah. to go against yes, the that... grain with a pass on his backhand. It's like, dude, what are you yep. doing? Just at get the it blue up line. the boards. Yeah. 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 Up, uh, and, yeah. Uh, what, up the boards. Off the boards. Always up the boards. That's what I always tell Always, my, always. Like, DDD up the boards. Yes. Always up the boards. <laughs> Mike please. Kitchen. Always, yeah. <laughs> no, so uh, what did you guys think of Krug's, the Krug penalty? Uh, early in the first, that led, uh, it was the breakaway that Barbashev had. I thought that was very. Oh, the, the 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 on the hands. The yeah, hook, the, it was the hook a one. Thing. It was a one-handed tap on the. Yeah, glove. it was. It, you okay? Here's the thing, is that if you if you get your stick on the guy's gloves, that's called a lot. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I hate it too because I don't like I don't like that the fact that's a penalty, just because the stick makes contact with the gloves. Doesn't make it a hook. Doesn't make it a slash. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I didn't like that. I, mean, I didn't. It, I mean, it was me, it, know, technically it's a penalty, but I, it's very soft. I know Barbashev ended up, you know, kind of not getting as good of a shot as he probably would have gotten. But to me, like he still got a decent opportunity off, and like to me that matters. You know, it's again, it's not like Cruz coming down two handed baseball swing. It was a no. one handed try and just disturb him in any way you can just happen to get his hand. I just, I hate that call. I, they're going to call it every time, unfortunately, but I just hate it. I do. You are correct. You're not, you're not incorrect in your assumption. Mm-hmm. That's ticky tack. Uh, so since we're doing deserve to win a meters, <laughs> the Vegas golden Knights were uh, 78.3% to win this one to the blues. 21.7. Um, you know, this is not a surprise like some of the others. No, th- this one, this one seems okay. I, you can buy into this one, um, but you know, th- in the last three games, the deserved win meter is over three, and it seems like whenever we bring this up uh, for other games, other shows, it's mostly wrong. It's it, it hits sometimes, but it's mostly wrong. So it's almost like something's wrong with this. <laughs> The, the the analysis here or or call it something else um you know what i mean or or, or and, and this is pulled from advanced stats and uh you know expected goals stuff like that but it's like and, and from where the shots came on the ice and the, the 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 shot difficulty all that stuff and the blues still won this game so i it, this kind of just is one example of how advanced stats never tell the entire story for something ever. And sometimes far from it. So I agree. I, again, we've, yeah. we've, we've beaten this dead horse uh, enough. And we will continue to do so. Yeah. We will but, continue to do so. But I mean, you're, it's the, it's you're hundred percent right, right. Like, uh, you know, again, like I think advanced stats like you, Kurt and Bill, I think you agree too, that advanced stats are great. I love like uh, like there'll be yeah. some mornings where I'm getting my kid ready for school and he's just kind of sitting there eating breakfast and I'll pull up money puck. I'm like, all right, how you know how did the games look last night? And I'll literally instead of going to NHL.com and looking at the the scores tab, I'll literally go into money puck and just be like, oh okay, there are shots from there, and I'll like look at games that occurred, and that's how I will kind of tell myself like, oh that's kind of how that game went, like. For the most part, I think it does a pretty good job of explaining how a game went. But clearly, when you look at stuff like deserved a winometer and high danger chances, which I've bitched about with goaltending, like you can't 
judge everything off advanced stats. And unfortunately, that's what a lot of the media and fans are doing nowadays. Uh, Butch Navis took a penalty in this game that led to uh, Vegas tying the game in the third period. Uh, not a good penalty to take. It was a, it was okay. a dive. So you and, agree? And, and, oh yeah, yeah. I, it was a situation where he didn't have to dive and try and you know it wasn't a, it wasn't a last it wasn't a desperation attempt. It mm-hmm. was, but he made it into one, which so he didn't have. To. Did okay? So Rivers on the broadcast, and again, I'm not trying to pick on Jamie Rivers here, but he said basically he felt like he had to take that penalty. Something along those why? lines. Why? Because he said it was back. leading to an odd man rush. It was not. It was a two-on-two no, no. two going the other way. It was yeah, Eichel right. and I believe Barbashev. I could be wrong on that, but maybe Stevenson. But um, the Blues had 2D back. Like, that would not – yes, you want to try and break up any kind of play going the other way, but in a play like that, it's a bad pass from Thomas. Um, Buchnevich just needs to stop and then skate back. He's a good defensive player. You know, get ready for the pass up to Eichel. But instead, he makes that just, I think, just an awful decision. I, what is he thinking there? Yeah, like, I have, I have no idea. Don't, it's not a desperation moment. Again, if Eichel's springing the other way and there's no defenseman back, yeah, trip the shit out of him. But that wasn't a play. He had to do that. No, no. I, I was like, I was I, at the time, I think I literally said to the TV, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Nice. And but I and we didn't even talk about the Blues goal, but Torpchenko scored the Blues goal uh, in regulation in this game. Uh, who we thought Pareko scored it at first, uh, went off Torpchenko uh, in front uh, after some pressure by the Blues in uh, Vegas' zone. So uh, another nice game, to see and, I, I and like nice I'm, to see Pareko continuing to get you know uh, offensive chances. I feel like I'm a right? fucking broken record this season, but my God, Colton Pareko. Yeah. That dude is all over the ice. He's a beast. It's almost like he's healthy now or something, maybe. Or yeah. a new defensive coach we talked about. Possibly. So, yeah. Possibly. Yeah. I will say that on that shift, I thought Torpchenko, uh, it was the, the type of game he needs to play all the time. He almost scored right before that. That yeah. it was actually a, a sneaky good save by Logan Thompson. Great shot by by Torpchenko, just you know, throwing it at the far side. Um, great save, uh, great keep by the Blues. Get it back to Pareko and uh, net front presence. Right, Torpchenko gets there, and yeah, that, great deflection between the legs. Oh, tough to pull. There off. was some good some good lines last night for the blues. I thought both the, the scoring line, the first top two lines for the blues, uh, Shen and, and uh, Thomas's lines were good. I thought that fourth line looked great too. They, mm-hmm. there was multiple times where um, they, it looked like Vegas was getting ready to get out of the zone. And then you'd see Sammy blade just come flying into the frame. And, and all of a sudden, Oh, who's got mm-hmm. the puck back or, you know, they're coming out the other way. And, and Sunquist is intercepting a pass. Like, that fourth line was all over the Vegas defense last night and just caused a lot of problems. Eichel's goal uh, at, on that ensuing power play was a fantastic shot. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Through traffic, you know, far upper corner, blocker side. It's like, gee, I mean, right tucked up in the corner. It's like, how do you stop? That? I hate to give that it, little it's freak like, show credit. Yeah, it's <laughs> I like really that, don't like know, that guy. 
the second overall pick was deserving, right? Mm. It's <laughs> I I knew I knew the second that Bushnevitz took that penalty that they were going to score on the ensuing power play. So I turned it off and went to bed oh. and didn't catch didn't catch the rest until oh. this morning. Oh so. no! Oh, I was I wasn't happy either. Mm. But yeah, I I was like, of course it's it's either Eichel or Stone. It's got to be. Which hey, can I just say? I've watched some Golden Knights games this year, and we'll see what happens tomorrow night. But uh, I feel like Mark Stone has fallen off. He does mm-hmm. not look like the same player. He was not an impact at all. Did night. you see what the dust-up between neighbors and Stone? Did you catch that? They didn't talk about oh, it. Oh, it was uh, – well, he started with Petrangelo, right? It was a late hit. Uh it was after after the it was a uh, stone hit neighbors on the boards. I'm not sure how Petrangelo worked into it, but maybe he did. But I uh, stone hit neighbors on the boards, and uh, it was after the puck was gone, and neighbors felt it was late, and he skates over to Stone and uh, he basically said, you know, what the fuck do you think you're doing or something like that. You know, he, he was pissed, and I'm like, this is neighbors, you know, pretty new to the league, right? Uh, going after Stone, you know, are you veteran, sure that established, Petrangelo? positive. I'm okay. pretty sure. Because yeah. yeah, there was a play where he got a shot on goal, positive, and he went behind. The, he went behind the net. <laughs> be committal. And Petrangelo had him tied up, and he ran him into the board. Still, he still extended, and then neighbors got pissed, and they okay. showed him on the broadcast. And Rivers yeah. even and like he mouthed. Yeah, Rivers even said, uh, "Folks, try, don't try to read lips here," because what he said was, "That's fucking bullshit." Is what he said to him. Okay, well, maybe I'm talking. Okay, maybe I, I didn't hear Rivers say that then, but uh, I could have sworn it was Stone. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was either way. Play. Maybe there was one I missed too. Either way, it's probably the same play because the camera caught him out and something like. But uh, either way, Stone potential, same, no difference. It's like you know, veteran, Cup winner, established player. You know, and neighbors is going after uh, and mouthing off to him. And uh, I love, I didn't realize he had that in him when he first came up and we first saw him, uh, what, a year and a half ago, whatever it was. Uh, and and I, you're seeing that now. It's like, wow. I'm loving this. I like, kid, man. I like the fire and the uh, mm. the chippiness that he has. Love it. I'm, I want to, yeah. I want to clean him up and rave him with my own. I'm, I'm loving this kid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, th- uh, let's see. Uh, Bennington made uh, 33 saves on 34 shots. 10 were in high danger areas, um, according to advanced stats. Um, so that means, you know, they were all extremely difficult saves. <laughs> <laughs> right. Of course. <laughs> right. You know, but, you know, so he gets points for that. Um, uh, basically make a commentary in the dark here about these 10, these 10, uh, high danger shots. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Um, so let's see where are we at here. Uh, and the, the overtime winner, which I think was fantastic. Uh, and Petrangelo was out there, which, you know, I think, I think I'm safe in like mocking Petrangelo, right? Oh, He's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> dude, I, I know, Petrangelo... I know, I know a lot of blue fans, blues fans still love him. Um, I wouldn't as say this I moment, love him. I don't. He's probably don't. in my top 10 favorite players still. But not, when they not me. when they play against him, I want them to fucking ragdoll him every chance. <laughs> well, it's that's, that, 
the the first year Kairu walking him like oh, that was like oh, oh yeah. that was that's such a lovely memory yeah but Kairu doing something is also a lovely memory <laughs> that's a great point yeah I think I think I think the way he left I mean don't get me wrong I, during his time here when I watch replays and and uh, cup highlights and all that crap it's like you know warm memories like I get it but uh, but now like that those are those are two different potentials to me. You know, the potential with the Blues and Petrangelo with the Knights. The potential with the Knights, I don't like. He's the guy who left and had some kind of a, you know, left on bad terms, more or less. You know, it was just kind of uncomfortable. I didn't like it. Um, You know, whatever. So he left. And, you know, when a player leaves your team and your team, and let's be fair, Armstrong offered him a very good contract. Mm -hmm. He just didn't think it was good enough and he went somewhere else and got a better contract for him which is great good for him but as a fan i don't like you now so that's just the way it is um when he comes back after his career is over and they honor him or whatever somehow uh with the stanley cup team at some point or whatever an anniversary of it um yeah love him but uh right now he's a knight and i can't stand him so i i respect that i just I still love. And the it's way, nothing. It's nothing. Love the it's not really plays. personal. It's more sports. It's more sports. Right. I get that. Uh, focused. You know. Well, yeah, I, it's not personal. I fell out of love with David Backus. I still sometimes like. So I just rewatched a uh, game. What was that game two of the 2019 final? And he made some hit, and he was talking shit. And I even said out loud, I go, fuck you, David Backus. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, I still have some of that fire toward him because. There were some things he said to the media, like it was clear he was trying to coax the NHL into like suspending some of the Blues players. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was like, I know if I made that hit, I'd get suspended. Fuck you, Bacchus. You're not making that hit because you're not fucking playing. So, yeah, I still had some fire toward him. So I totally get that. But, yeah, I... I don't know. I, I don't hate Petrangelo, but I do want to see the Blues kick his ass every time they play him. Uh, so Bushnevich's goal in overtime uh, came from when Thomas received the puck inside the blue line and kind of fumbled it and overskated it a little bit. And apparently all three Knights players thought, this is it. We're leaving the zone. Yep. <laughs> and they all started to skate towards the blue line. And Thomas recovered. And, uh, and Bushnevich is just standing down at the bottom of the right circle. <laughs> well, did you and, see that? Maybe he didn't see it. Maybe there was the lines, you know, his visions lines were, were blocked. But he didn't even, like, he didn't even move. Like, the minute that Thomas bobbled that, you could see all three Golden Knights go, oh, shit. And then whoever the other uh, blue was out there with him, was it Falk? Even he kind of was like, oh, and you saw him kind of like change his direction. Buchnevich was like, crew, crew was crew, was crew. Yeah, Buchnevich yeah. was like, oh, I'm just gonna fucking stand here. Like, that's Robert <laughs> Thomas. He's gonna yeah. give me the puck. Well, if you watch the replay, Thomas like fumbles the puck and over skates it, but he never really was in like it right. wasn't obvious that he was gonna lose the puck. Right. It was just, he was still closest to the puck. I'm not sure what any of the Vegas players were thinking, especially Petrangelo, who's a defenseman there. He, yeah, but he, Petrangelo was, he was already the the highest one in the zone. So when I went back to watch it, you're I'm right. Like, you're right. He was, he is. Please, yeah, yeah. please let it be Petrangelo <laughs> that had the Marchand moment and, and went too early, but it was, it was, uh, uh, 
Who were the that? other two guys? Who was that? It was uh, Eichel and uh, Barbashev, I who's thought. Is it 20? Was it Barbashev? No, it was no, uh, Marsha Show, I think, right? Maybe? 81 is March no. Show. I think it was 81. Okay. I yeah. think. I was 21. Or, I'm trying to look at that. I see the. Yeah, it's 81, I believe. Okay. So, yeah. Trying to see. So. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible, terrible um, <laughs> read. Um, like you said, uh, it, he fumbled it, but he didn't lose possession. And I, and that's did. and that's why I love what, again, what Bucci did. I mean, it was just like, you know, okay. Like, I'm just going to stay. Like, you guys go ahead and go. I'm going to hang out right here. Like, it was like what, boy, he knew. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm good. Like. These guys are going to exit the zone. I'm going to stay right fucking here and wait till Thomas gives me the puck, and I'm going to have a clear path yeah. to the net. Like just a and a smart move by Thomas too to not. I mean, how many players do we see? And let's be honest, Thomas, his rookie year might have done that. Where you know a lot of guys will kind of be like, oh shit, and then they'll just try to like <laughs> throw it on net or like throw it to the corner. No, he he did not. He was calm, cool, and relaxed. Like I still got this shit. Yeah, I fumbled a little, but I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and for as good as Logan Thompson was during this game, I I didn't think it was the strongest uh, uh, shot no, by Bushnevich. No. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a squeaker. Yep. Um, but, well, he came uh, off the post a little bit too. He didn't have it sealed or anything. So yeah, but you know when your team just completely gives up on yeah. you. True. Right? Yeah. I mean, he might be thinking Bushnevich is going to cut in front. You know, who knows what he's going to try and do. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, Thomas with that uh, assist uh, has a, a point a game, twenty four points in twenty four games he, this season. So. Again, man, I know I said this you know last week or the week before, but taking Cairo off his line, he has become. And again, I'm not saying anything negative about Cairo. It's that for whatever reason, Thomas has found another level, and he has looked so good the last month. Like it's been crazy how good he's been. Right. And, you know, and I guess we should, you know, give give Kyrou his credit. The Buffalo game, he was really good. Yeah, he was. Right? And that uh, undressed three Sabres defensemen and then put the puck back across the grain for the, what I think was the eventual game winner. Uh, he was he was excellent in that game. But, yeah, still still need to see a lot more from him. Need more goals at this point. Guys just got to grip it and rip it. That's what we got to see more from him. So, okay, so I posted this on Twitter under the show's account. Um, got a decent response. Uh, it's a poll. Jordan Cairo has four goals in 23 games so uh, so far this season. Uh, how many games will he – and this was actually before last night's game, so it's 24 games now. How many goals will he finish with? Uh, and, and the, and the over-under is uh, – so 30 or more. The two choices, 30 or more or under 30? Under 30. I'm going to say he's going to finish at 25. Okay. Yeah, it's overwhelming. 82.7% under 30 and 17.3% uh, is 30 or more. I brought that up because on uh, 101 ESPN, they were talking about Cairo. And uh, it was, I think it was BK, my Ferrario 2, and some other guy. I forgot the guy, the nasally guy. <laughs> uh, he, uh, They were all in agreement that, oh, Cairo... He'll get his 30 goals. Uh, he'll come around. He'll go on a streak. He'll get hot. And I was like, you know what? This is actually a lot tougher of a decision for me than than I would, you know, just by looking at this, the stats, four goals in 24 games. Okay, he's he's not going to get to 30. or uh, It's unlikely. But I'm thinking he's by far leading the team in shots. 
He's getting a ton of chances. He's getting a ton of touches. He's playing pretty well, you know, in the neutral zone and defensive zone. He's got some weird things going on in the offensive zone, but he's still getting a ton of chances, a ton of shots. I'm thinking if they do start to go in, I, I can. It's hot, sports are funny, right? They can start going in buckets. He could score ten goals in the next twelve games or something. Um, can you, you know, imagine where this team would be if he had thirteen goals right now? Like they probably got at least what two or three more wins on they, the on the season. A few more wins, probably. Yeah, sure. You think? I I I think at some point this season uh, he's going to get hot and he's going to come around. I just don't know at what point that's going to be. I think when he comes around, it might stay for a while. But if it comes next week, great. If it doesn't come in for two months, well, then you got a problem. I don't have with the, his overall point total. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think last year that's kind of what happened, right? Didn't he? He started off real slow, and then all of a sudden, like, I mean, it was yeah, earlier. I, it was like late November. Um, he all of a sudden maybe. was putting the puck in the net. And it just kind of kept coming, kept coming until they had their real bad break in like February, January, February. So that could easily happen. Uh, that's that's funny. If you're following the, the conversation in the chat, um, the Baked Beaver uh, has, you know, rightfully so, critical of Kairou's offensive stuff, uh, saying he needs to to do something. <laughs> How are we spending money on him? He's not producing. Uh, he can't keep up with Thomas anymore. They used to be a, producing a pair. And then the answer to this question is sigh 31. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, and I actually agree this with Ken. Maybe. Ken here. Ken Morris says with the shots on goal, Kyrou is getting, uh, it is only a matter of time. And I kind of agree. Like you said that Kirk yeah. too, that yeah. again, he's getting chances. He's, uh, what game it's, was it's that? A lot was, of that was that Winnipeg and he had the two breakaways in one fucking period and and like he didn't score in either of them and it's like they were both good chances, but Hellebuck just came up huge. And I and I'm not saying that, you know, every single chance he's had is because the goalie's coming up big. There's been a couple he's definitely fumbled. But you know, at the same time, I I think he's getting there. I think he's gonna be fine. I'm trust me, I'm a guy who has had my issues with Cairo in the past. I still do, but I again, I said it a couple weeks ago. I don't hate his game this year. I feel like he's trying to become a complete player. He just needs to put it all together now, and I'm hoping we're we're on the brink of that. 81 shots he has in 24 games. He's by far he's uh, ahead of uh, second is Tory Krug with 54. Just 27 more shots. Uh, and uh, 28 more than Bushnevich. I'm surprised Krug so, has so many shots on goal because, God, he can't hit the goal half the time. No, and you know who has the most? This is a good question. Who has the most shots on net for the Blues without scoring a goal? Justin Falk. You're right. Mm-hmm. 45. 45. Wow. He hasn't scored. That's pretty bad. Yeah, he was to start last season. He was just he was the money guy on defense, and yeah, for whatever reason, he just he hasn't been able to pot anything. And uh, even the Vegas uh, uh, announcers were calling that out last night. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, so special teams for the Blues uh, right now. So the. Power play has sucked for the vast majority of the season. Uh, the penalty kill, 
like really good on the road, one of the worst in the league at home. That's so weird. Um, but so since November 24th, which is last, I think it's six games, the Blues power play is ranked 19th at 18.8%, which, you know, that's not too bad, especially considering where, they, where, where they've been most of the season. And since 11-24, uh, also the Blues PK is ranked 17th at 80, 81.3%. So we've talked about before about the number when you add special teams together, you want it to be 110 uh, to be to feel really good about your special teams. Uh, they're at 100.1 over the last six games. So hopefully things are trending in the, the right direction for special teams. Um, not great, but it's better than it was, I guess. The Blues PK is ranked fourth in the NHL on the road overall this season at 88.2 but it's dead last at home at 66.7. But again, over the last six games, since 11-24, they're ranked 14th overall uh, at home. Yeah, I, every, so, every time at home they take a penalty, I'm like, well, here comes a goal. It's, <laughs> it's so weird to be, but it's so weird to be so good on the road at the PK and then so good at, and so bad at home. It's That makes zero sense. Mind-boggling. Next up for the Blues, we got uh, Wednesday versus Las Vegas again, 8 p.m. Uh, at home. I love back-to-back games against good teams. Yes. Love it. And I also love, love back-to-back games with division rivals. Why have we not yes. seen that this year? Because we only play division rivals three or four times a year, and they, they have ha- over half the – we used to play – remember the good old days over Christmas – we played the Hawks, a home and a home. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it was like you know, uh, uh, like the 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 twenty sixth and twenty seventh or eighth, whatever it was. Yep. Oh my God. Oh, I was so. That, that was. I mean, really well, wasn't. That really wasn't that long ago. Yeah, this was the nineties and two thousand, early two thousands. Well, I, I mean, they did it in the two thousands because I I was a well, kid in high school actually, when they were doing that. It it was actually. It went as far back as I can remember. They were doing it uh, 80s, uh, and I know it went to the 90s, but that was amazing. That was when you were playing a division rival seven or eight times too, so you could do it home and a home, and still have a lot of games left to spread out throughout the year. If you do home and a home now against a division rival against Chicago, and say you're playing three times, you got one game against Chicago the rest of the season. That's so right. stupid. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but but back then it was 21 22 teams and now we're at 32 so yeah that's why and that's why you that's why i'm of the opinion you just can't play the other conference as much as as fun as it is to have other teams come in here i'd rather have more division games i again i will stand by i think you could do one game against the other conference every team yeah that's that's what they did for a while yeah. right but, after after the um, you know, the early parts of the the latest expansion, and you know it was, you would play one year in your building, the next year in their building, right? And, yep. and that that worked out for four or five seasons, and yeah, the only it thing- sucked as a Montreal fan, right? Only get to see them every other year, but the only thing with that is is that you run into uh, slightly different strength of schedules, you know, with teams. No, so it's I, I'm not, willing to not, take that loss to get more division games. Oh, I am too, but I think I haven't done the math. But it, whatever it takes to get to seven or eight division games against each, each opponent, that's that's what I'd like. Mm-hmm. At least six, at least six. Yeah, it's got to be six or more. Can't be this three and four shit is bullshit. 
Right. The thing that gets me is, is you implement divisional playoffs and literally even quote it and say, well, we do in divisional playoffs because we want to have more divisional rivalries. Well, then why the hell are we playing teams three to four times during the regular season? Rivalries are not what they used to be. I think because you don't play a ton of games, many games against your division uh, anymore. And you don't have that buildup for the playoffs. You don't. And a lot of times in the playoffs you, to establish a rivalry, you might face the same team, you know, three times in five years in the playoffs. And you get that animosity from, you know, either beating them or not beating them. Uh, it's just, I, you don't see that anymore because you don't have that anymore. And I think people want more diversity and to play more teams and for every team to see every team. I understand that logic, but it, at the expense of that comes your, your heated rivalries. Which to me, as a kid, that's what I remember. I remember just, I mean, the the the, the knockdown, drag out games against Chicago and Minnesota and Toronto. I you I, know back in the old Norris Division. I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure Detroit. it was Chris Kerber who once polled everybody and said, "Would you rather have more divisional games or see every conference team twice, or you know, everyone and whatever?" and it did come back that people said they wanted to see every team. And I think it was, I think it was Kerber that even said like, okay, so when we play Columbus on a Tuesday night, that better be a damn sellout. And I'm like, yeah, right. yeah I'm with you. I don't think people realize what they were voting for. I mean, I don't think they really understand the ramifications of that. You know, I, I really don't, I don't think people understand it. And what, and what, and what playing a team six times, seven times, eight times during the course of a season can do yep. to fuel rivalries and create rivalries, especially if you're a good team. You got two good teams battling for a division, and you play them eight times during the season. Holy hell. Yep. That's going to be, and maybe face them in the playoffs. <sighs> Come on. That, that, that's, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're missing that now. We don't have that anymore. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Vegas Wednesday, uh, Columbus Friday at Columbus on Friday at Chicago on Saturday. That'll be a fun weekend game against Chicago. Um, and against the Red Wings Tuesday, the, the, uh, surgeon Red Wings, actually, I think they're playing well. Yep. And they just signed Patrick Kane. Yeah. That <laughs> there's, I saw something today that said that might be his first game. Good. Yeah. Good. Bring him on. Somebody knock him out for the season. <laughs> <laughs> Who? I guess Blake could. Blake could do it, right? Blake. Blake could knock uh, him out. Shen know, it'd, be, it'd be funnier if Shen it's like a, like a Perunovich or somebody. <laughs> give, give me that. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Pareko. That'd be good. Hey, yeah. finally. Hitting yeah. somebody. <laughs> Is the so I think I get into trouble if I were the the Blues in-game uh, music decider. If I were to play Warren Zevon's Hit Somebody when Preco was on the ice. <laughs> uh, so, rapid-fire tidbits from the NHL. Uh, Jake Wallman's goal celebration. You guys seen it? He does the gritty. Oh, yeah. He's I love four. it. I yeah. fucking but, love it. I, I think uh, <laughs> it's funny reading comments online about it. You know, some people love it. Some people absolutely hate it. I don't understand the hate. I get thinking, well, that looks silly or that looks stupid or it looks dumb, whatever. But I'm like, I mean, I've seen worse. I, to me, I think, uh, I guess he was a star at the time, so you couldn't really do too much. But 
Solani's uh, throw the glove up in the air and oh, shoot it I down like you shoot. I love that one. I do too. I did it when I was, I think, ballpark uh, hockey uh, back in the day. But uh, yeah, that to me would warrant, holy shit, next time we play, you're getting your ass beat mm-hmm. because that's that's over the top celebrating. But so I think, and Walman celebration, this is a game winning goal. This won the game. Uh, I have no problem with the celebration. Now, if this go, now if this came in the second period of a game where he ties the game at two or something, uh, then the rest of this game, if I'm on the other team, I'm like, okay, all right, pretty boy, let's let's yeah. we're gonna rub you out next time into the boards. We're gonna take some liberties with you because you're showing us up during the game a little bit. Yeah, I, I think agree with I that. think a, a game win, a game winning goal is way different than a goal in the second period. As yeah, I, I gotta say, I I don't know, I. I, I, I agree that some of the excessive celebrating in the NFL can get a little obnoxious, but for the most part, man, I just think this, again, I've said this with other things when talking about the NHL, this is entertainment. You know, he's putting on a show for the fans. He scores a goal. You know, the fans in the arena loved seeing him do that. Um, sure. And it was, and it was fun. And like you said, game winning goal, the game's over. Like, this is awesome. This is great. Good for him. And something I always say about people always, you know, we hear people say, well, the NHL doesn't have any characters. They don't have anyone that really shows personality. They're all good Canadian boys. So that's what he's doing is showing his personality and you're going to have people hating on him for it. Like, and I get some people don't care, but to me, if you want personality in the game, this is a way to bring it out. I'm going to say that I think I agree with you, but I'm going to say that I'm going to guess the league's thinking is, is that this is only going to cause problems as far as, uh, you know, uh, fights or people retaliating. You know what I mean? They're trying to keep the game under control, but again, this is the game winning goal in the game shouldn't matter as much. Uh, but I guess I can see that they would think that things might get out of control as far as it's like almost like considered taunting in a way. Uh, but oh, maybe that's maybe that's a stretch. It's against the code of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine doing something like that back in the 1960s? Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys have the the Devils Canucks game on, which you might want to turn this one on. Ooh, it's uh, what? it was five to two, and all of a sudden the Canucks have made it five four. Mm. Is that about- on? Is that on the network? It's on Sportsnet. That's all I know. So, I could, so that would be network. NHL Network. So maybe. Oh, for fuck's sake! I went all the way back out to the menu. <sighs> Sometimes Roku, man. Mm. I love it and I hate it at the same time. Oh, we've been having no end of fucking problems with our Rokus lately. It's uh, pissing us off. If I could pull it up here. Uh, Loose the Saskatchewan. <laughs> if I could read the card here, go ahead, keep going. Loose jaw, Saskatchewan. We had that. Uh, where, what we used to have that in our show. I forgot what the part of the show that was. Uh, we used to have that in our show. That 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 line. What, what, what part of the show was that? I forgot. That, uh... I mean, it, it was right around uh, the same time as the uh, uh, the uh, I'm going to take my dick out, wiggle it at him. 
Yeah, but what what part of our show was that? It was wasn't it the intro? I forgot. Or was that the was that? I thought it was the intro. I think it was the outro. <laughs> was it? It might have been the outro. Mm. Yeah, because I think he he says, uh, "I hope you have the heart attack and die, so I never have to do this shit again." Yep. Yeah, that's that, that was the outro. That's the outro. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think that just fits perfectly. <laughs> uh, so the NHL Board of Governors uh, met in Seattle. As I try and pull up the game, is it on TNT? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, do you want me to take this, Kurt, so you can find the game? It's on NHL ahead, yeah. Network. All right. It is oh, on God, NHL Network. There you go. So that's not ESPN Plus either, is it? No, it's it not. Be. It is on fucking NHL Network. God damn fucking NHL Network. <laughs> All it does is lock people off from watching games. Mm-hmm. Let people watch games. Yeah. All right, well, go ahead, Kurt. Then you can take it since you can't watch the game. Uh, Unless you want me to. Expansion was not discussed. However, <laughs> the October meetings. <laughs> uh, expansion was not discussed in the uh, Board of Governors meeting. The uh, October meeting suggested the league has received interest from Houston, Atlanta, Salt Lake City, and Quebec City. Uh, it's believed new teams will pay upwards of $1 billion in expansion fees. Um, is, are you guys in favor of expansion? Do you want the league to expand again? Mm, I can, no. I can take two more teams. Since we just did this, mm, well, they did. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm just saying it. Just it, it seems like it's, for too me, much it's too gotta soon. Be, for me, it's got to be the right teams. It's got to be the right cities. I mean, I, 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 I think. I, and Bill, I don't know. I know you're a Montreal fan. I think Quebec City more than deserves a team. They actually paid the expansion fee back when. Vegas first did, and they were screwed because Montreal said, no, we don't want to compete. Um, I think they deserve one. I'd love to see like a Houston or something, but man, for me, I I just, I don't know. I guess it's just selfish reasons. I want a team in Kansas City. That's what I want. Mm. That, Would they be uh, the capital uh, of hockey? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm... So if a team goes into Quebec, they've got to be the Nordiques, right? Oh hell yes, yeah. But if but how, okay, okay, yeah, I agree. I would love to see the Nordiques back. However, that is not really a name that you would think that would be a that would go over well with new fans. Then what? Like what the fuck's a Nordique? You know, I, 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 you know what I mean? It's Did like, you know what, what a Nordique was have, back yeah. when they were in the league? No. When I was a kid, <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. I, I, a northerner or something like that, I figured. Uh, but is that what it is? A northerner or a northern something? What the fuck's a Canuck? <laughs> yeah, it's well, a Canadian. A Great. Canuck? Yeah. So I, I, you know, it just doesn't... I don't know. You, I, if they bring back the Nordiques, I want the same logo. I want the same name. But I don't think that logo and name fit with today's society, even though I'd love to see it. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I don't think – I think people would rather have it named something else uh, that, that aren't old school fans. I have no idea. I can't comment I'm because guessing. I'm in St. Louis. I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> but, I, but I just – the way things go, I'm like, you know, I, I like the nostalgia. I want to bring that back. I want them to have a team again. I love their jerseys. I love their logo. Uh, again, not that it's a great logo, but it's just nostalgia mm-hmm. for me. So, 
Oh, the team, the 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 colors, the the that color blue and the white was sharp. Mm-hmm. So, were they the first team to have like the logos in the stripes at the bottom of the jersey? I feel like that's probably correct, but I I'm can't say that, for certain. It wasn't. They had logo, it wasn't. They had the, they had the, it wasn't logos. They had Florida League. No, it was a Florida. Yeah, Florida League. Right. right. Yeah. A logo. Sorry, a logo. Uh, mm-hmm. Like a, a graphic. A graphic, yes, not stripes. It was a graphic at the bottom of the jersey. So, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think it's. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not up on the league's uh, financials. Uh, can they support another two more teams? Can the, can the market support two more teams? If, I don't know if, where they put them. If it's an expansion fee of a billion dollars, they're gonna find a way to get it done. Oh hell yeah! Um, I a guess billion dollars for an NHL franchise. But where, where were they going to put them? There's there's eight teams in each division right now. <laughs> They're going to screw it up, and then let's expand two more teams in six seven more years. We have a tie game. Let's keep keep getting bigger. Oh, we do. Poor Kurt. <laughs> you know, adding two more teams. This would lead to uh, realignment again. Talk and restructuring of. Uh, I don't know all this shit again. I'm okay with it. I I like the discussion for it. It makes for. Some... I, I'm I'm all here for talking about it. I like yeah. I like to talk about stuff, but it's uh someone's got to someone's got to convince me or just provide information. Oh, okay, I, I can see why this would be beneficial or a good thing. Aside from yeah, aside from a money grab for the league, which doesn't seem right to me to just do it for that. Uh, seller cap projections, uh, Gary Bettman, and this is kind of big news. Uh, Commissioner Bill Daly confirmed that the players' debt to the owners from the losses incurred during the pandemic has now been fully paid off, thus eliminating escrow and allowing for the cap to rise by 5% from $83.5 million to $87.7 million for next season. Uh, let's, let's point out, first of all, that is not official. They always kind of release that projection and it usually changes eh. by a little bit, but it does seem that that number is hopefully going to go up uh, from 83.5. I'll also say that I don't like the wording here. This is how I saw it worded um, <laughs> in every article. Um, it's uh, confirmed the player's debt to the owners from the losses incurred during the pandemic. Like somehow it's the player's fault. We had COVID-19. Like that you just felt like the weirdest damn wording. Yeah, I agree. It, it does sound like the players did something that cost the owners money. <laughs> to, me, it, to me, the whole thing sounds very, like, I don't know, like mafia shakedown of a union kind of thing. Right. right. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's like, you know, same to you guys with your jobs, right? Like your companies, I'm sure, lost money during COVID-19, but you're not hearing the companies come out and saying, well... Our employees, uh, we're finally starting to make money again, and the uh, the money from our employees has been paid back. What? No, it's not our fault. <laughs> well, it's actually, a very, I mean, it's a complicated situation with escrow and everything. Uh, I remember going back into it. Uh, we talked about it, I think, at length on the show at one time uh, after the pandemic about how that was all going to work out. And we had, I, I remember understanding at the time, but I haven't thought about it since. So I've kind of forgotten how it worked. <laughs> I I don't understand. I had I pay into escrow apparently every time I pay my house mortgage, and I don't oh. understand a fucking thing about it. Oh, I I do too. It's well, I I just do it because I don't want to pay one big tax bill, right? Or or pay it off in like three installments, whatever it is, right? 
Uh, I'd just rather have it taken out uh, a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. I think you pay a little bit more that way, uh, but I don't care. It's I don't even I don't even notice it. I yep. think you pay like twenty bucks more a year or something for that service or whatever. Something like that. U.S. growing bill? Oh hell yes. <laughs> I think I think most people probably do. Yeah, I it's if there's a marginal cost to it, it's totally worth it for. Oh, I think so. For yeah. not having one more responsibility on me. Mm-hmm. I think the cost is. I, I want to say it was something like twenty it's, bucks a year. It's minimal. It's it's yeah yeah it, it's, it's nothing. Yeah, and it keeps people employed, right? Banks have to have escrow departments, and yeah, right. It's the uh, democratic way to go. Right. Um. So, uh, I'll, hey, you know, with the with the uh, with the four million, where's my notes here? I had something funny I wanted to say. There it is. Uh, with the uh, extra four million, we can afford to sign another Nick Letty. I know that's that's oh, exactly boy. what I was thinking. The Blues could <laughs> the Blues could totally blow this on another mediocre defenseman. <laughs> Yay! Solve all of our problems. So who's available? Ben Chariot. Ben Chirot, can we get him? Mm, he's he's <laughs> having a bang up here with the Red Wings, I think. Mm. You know, I, I saw some comments uh, about, uh, hey, if we buy out Krug and then we can have this much money and add the $4 million to that, hey, we got, we'll have a lot of money to play with. I'm like, Krug is not getting bought out. No. He's got six years left or whatever it is, five years left on his, or four years left. I think it's four. On his contract, whatever it is. And it's six point whatever million per year. No way. And they have to pay. No, they have to pay. They'd be paying him. So it's like 2030. No, they're not going to do that. Nope. They're not going to. They're not. They're not, not going to buy out. It, if they didn't buy out Scandella one year, one year of Scandella, they're not going to buy out anybody with five years. There's not a chance. Four or yep. five years. Agreed. Not a chance in hell. Stop saying to buy out crew. That's never going to happen. Yeah. To me, this what this probably signals is the commonplace $10 million a year contract, right? That That's mm. kind of been a number that's uh, only the elite have gotten. And I think we're going to start seeing uh, lesser players getting that number. So they're going to look back on this. I mean, uh, Thomas's contract and hopefully Kairou's contract <laughs> uh, at 8 million per, you know, when they're uh, lighting it up, in a year or two from now or whatever, you know, among the league leaders, top 10 in scoring, whatever. Uh, hey, 8 million a year. That's, that's a bargain. Yeah, Thomas to me is, is already earning it, but um, Cairo, I think so. Cairo, no, you know, we, Kyrou's- yeah, he's, he's earning it. Uh, he thinks he's earning it with uh, shots taken, but uh, we're not paying you per shot. Here's the thing too, is bloody. that he does take a ton of shots. However, he, sh- I still think he's he's been shooting more. He passes up some pretty damn good chances, and I'm like, no, Brendan Shanahan, that shit. Shoot every chance you get. Do it all the time. You get a sh- a chance of the, a shot on net. You get a, a look. Take it. Take the shot. I mean, the uh, you know, best way to break out of a scoring slump is to just fucking shoot more. I think. Get some goals. Um. I discussed artificial intelligence and its potential impact on the NHL's business. Have we, as that talked about as far as what that means, as far as AI pretty much the only line I saw about it. So Mm. yeah, I don't know. 
everyone's I think that's having the line that discussion. In, in, <laughs> yeah, every business is like, I was okay, say, let's just let's discuss AI and see how it can impact our business. And uh, nobody in this room knows what AI is. Uh, how I do you use it? <laughs> I can not tell you how many times that's come up in discussions at my job, and half the people talking about it have no fucking clue what it is. Yeah, it's... well, they say that people who are uh, experts in like creating, uh, manipulating AI to cre- to create with AI, uh, that's like the next big job mm-hmm. to have. Yeah, to be, able, to be able to use that. It's every corporation's drooling over it because it means that they can shed more salaries, and that's yep. that's that's just that's where we're going. Yep. Uh, although I think it's got a ways to go as far oh. as like uh, I know I've seen I've seen a lot of the. Uh, uh, AI graphics and stuff. It's like, yeah, some of that stuff's impressive for being automatically generated, but oof, I mean, some of it's rough. New Jersey six so. five with thirty three seconds left. Yeah, it was uh, a big rebound given up yeah, by Petro Demko there. <sighs> Fuck you, NHL Network. I think it's because he's not wearing those beautiful graphic pads that CCM did for him. He went with the all whites. Uh, the NHL Network, uh, and I will, uh, I will, what's the word? Um, prove me wrong. The NHL Network should stream their channel on the on NHL.com for free. Oh, I agree, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, I I think they should. Um, it should just be available to like uh, like my Roku has a bunch of streaming channels. Yes. Mm-hmm. There should yep. be NHL Network should be on that. All the all the free like Plex has a bunch Just of live TVs free. Anyway, uh, you, your goal yep. with NHL Network should not be to make money. It should be to get your product in front of yes. people so they right. will spend money. Yes, you you make a lot of money as a league. You know, put that money puts you know you can you can take a loss on on the uh, financials for streaming NHL Network. Uh, you'll you'll you might recoup that. Uh, cost elsewhere. Yep. So it's like it's like uh, grocery stores taking a loss on a certain product because it draws people in to buy other high priced items. The lost leader. Lost leader. Yeah, that's that's the word I was looking for. Um, the NHL draft is to, to be held at the Las Vegas Sphere in June. Is that official? Yes. Okay. It official. Yep. I. Right. I uh, I've heard that thing has been just hemorrhaging money. Uh, buddy of mine went to go see a concert there, mm. and he said it was amazing. Which was it? The U two? I don't know who it was. I don't think it was U two. Depeche Mode. I, I I don't know who it was. <laughs> I don't even know who's been there. Celine uh, Dion. Don't, I don't know. I don't know. No, I saw the one could have been uh, Jim Henson's Jug Band. I don't know. Uh, I don't think they play there though. Oh, no. <laughs> so I saw the one cool thing about this fear that I saw. Um, there's a really really expensive golf course not far from it, and uh, they they'll fuck with people. Uh, it turned the sphere into a giant eye that's watching people tee off. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, th- that's a little too much pressure for me, especially um, you know. Well, I I I don't think I'd shell out six hundred dollars for a round of golf, but um. so the 
the Olympics in 2026, uh, hockey, NHL players, uh, it's all up in the air. Uh, I guess both sides saying it's up to the other Yeah, side. from what I saw, it's the NHL basically saying we want, uh, you know, you guys to provide travel and insurance and all this stuff for our contracted players. And then the, a- the IHF just saying, yeah, we want you to do the same thing for these players. Like, basically, it's... It's the same conversation they've been having for 25 years. Are we all in favor of NHL players? And I am. I am. For sure. 100%. Yeah. I think the the Olympics are supposed to showcase the best athletes in the world. And so for me, that's NHL players. Uh, Well, it was supposed to be amateurs, Mm -hmm. not the best professional athletes. Yeah, that amateur right? That, that, that was that was a talking point for the 1980 Olympics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because um, that was an issue with uh, yeah Russia and their uh, their players because they were or they got around that didn't they? By they were in the army. Yeah, they so were in the army. They weren't paid. playing professionally. They were paid professionals. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, there's uh I don't know how many of you out there heard the audible fart during uh Vasilevsky's post game press conference. Uh I guess it was last night. Yeah. Or tonight. Last night. Uh <laughs> yeah, he's answering a question and is a very audible fart. Uh and uh there's a pause and Vasilevsky has his head down and he just starts to laugh and smile. They all start <laughs> laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, uh, and he forgets the question. Yeah. So what was the question again? <laughs> uh, it's out there. Look it up. Uh, it's, it's funny. It was it's, it's childish, but it's funny. Fart humor well, it, is, is always knows no bounds. Right. It, it's always going to be appreciated in NHL circles. And it's always been appreciated across all demographics, oh, any yeah. nationality. You know, you know, Russians think it's funny. Europeans think it's funny. Well, it's just it's Americans, just, you know, because they're they're in this situation where they're all huddled in a, in a little group together, and they're having this conversation, asking questions, and then just hear something you're not supposed to hear in a situation <laughs> like that. It's going to make you laugh. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I assume it was a reporter. <laughs> Never happened to you, Jeff? Uh, let's just say I have smelt it before, but I've never heard uh, it. Mm. You, you never, you never dealt it. You missed there an opportunity. Was... You're a poet and didn't even realize uh, it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> no, there was one time I remember uh, being held around uh, Alexander Steen, and uh, somebody let one go, and it was awful and i remember just even like I remember, Jim even, Thomas. I remember even catching eyes with jeremy rutherford and him just going and i was like <laughs> and i just started nodding my head and and then even you could tell even steam like he's kind of like looking around and i'm like we all know it's there but you know we oh, all kind of was- stayed straight faced i imagine someone that happens always goes to uh, what, what was his name for 590 uh hadley the guy that never Hadley, yeah. It's always got to be Hadley. Fuck Every Hadley. time. He wasn't even there, but I'll blame him. 
All right. Uh, anything starts tomorrow, right? You think? Oh, yeah. Got to. Las Vegas has to. Better. Yeah. Boy, has if to. not, that's a after after by Ruby. Right after that performance last night, if you go to to Hofer, it's just that's just you got it wrong. Yeah. yeah. Then, then 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 you have to answer. Well, why didn't Bennington start versus Arizona? If you're going to split these games up, yep. why? I mean, why? 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 Why not Bennington? Why not? Why not Bennington? <laughs> <laughs> you can literally ask that tomorrow night if Hofer starts. That's right. Why not Bennington? <laughs> why not? Oh God! I yeah. We'll see. Uh, there's no no chance. No. Ninety nine point nine percent chance. No chance. Not a chance. Uh, all right, boys, ready to close it down. What are the options? Thanks do we everybody have? for listening, and uh, yeah. Always a good show. Right. Always fun to talk with you boys about some hockey. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That is rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Realtor Mike Burgoyne. Give Mike a call today at 314-753-4060 today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's 314-753-4060. That'll wrap up episode nine of season 13 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thank you for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder, Bill Day, and Austin Lynch, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, fuck Vegas. Let's go Blues. Fuck Vegas. Fuck Mark Stone. Oh, why not? Fuck Petrangelo. Let's go Blues. (laughs) I'll I'll leave the fucking to you guys. Let's go Blues. Uh, The Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs) St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.